episode 13. Uh, there was no episode last week because I just didn't have time. Yeah. Um, and I also was just like, I've been going, I, I didn't have time. I had to schedule a guest and I was just like, cause I did it by myself the week before. And I always try to have a guest. I don't want to do it by myself too often. So, uh, didn't do one last week, just strictly out of running time. But now I just started scheduling. I just started reaching out to a bunch of people, scheduling stuff, trying to figure it out. So, um, hopefully we can just keep that going. And, uh, as the yeah, world opens the... back up, there you go, bud. You're yeah, doing fine. It's okay. Uh, Off to a rock and start. You're doing great. <laughs> uh, yeah, as things start, you know, I started this in like March. Yeah. So now as things are getting busy, especially summertime, things are opening up and everything. And uh, so my life's getting busier. But so this might not happen every week, people listening um, from here on out. But I'm when I can do them, I'm going to keep doing them. Now, so now that we have things to do. Yeah. Right. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> shows to play. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, shows. Aren't you so excited about I'm so that. Excited. I haven't had anything booked yet. It's it's going to be it's fucking nightmare right now because yeah. everybody's trying to play it. But yeah. Um, yeah. So here we are. Quick. Episode 13. Our friend TJ is here. He's the guest today. Um, and this is the I Am Your Friend podcast. And that's my intro. Great. I'm terrible at podcast intros. So yeah, it's so annoying. It's, it's it's not easy. Yeah. I feel like unless you have like a certain flow or an yeah, exact format. Yeah, and I'm format, not going to read a script. No, yeah. no. You're not going to prepare anything like right. that. And you're I just, like the mistakes. Is, right. You know what I mean? Because this is the whole point of this thing is about being raw, organic, accepting our flaws as human beings. Cool. You know, so that's what I'm all about. I love the idea. I love that. Thanks, man. It's very, it's very authentic experience. That's all I'm about. Cool. That's literally all I'm about in this life is nice. is, is authentic experiences, nice. um, which is I think are harder and harder to find. Yeah. Um, especially uh, when you just we just exist on social media and it, and you know. Right, and a lot of us do exist there. I I I live there way more you have often the best than I Twitter should. presence of like anybody I know. Uh, see see I always grapple with that because I'm like, oh am I I've too much? I. Yeah. Am I too much? Yeah. Am I doing the nut not, not, not never that's never I'm like I'm always thinking like that's that's too much. That's going too far. That's yeah nobody cares what I think about this. Nobody cares that I'm going through this. But that's how I use it. And Dude. that's what it's there for and I take it out of my pocket and honestly it's probably unhealthy. Probably. <laughs> it might be, yeah. I mean, I, I've been in the same boat, you know, and I am a person who just like, I'm. it's like you got to, I should have like a, a website that's just like, is Aiden on or is he off social media? <laughs> right. Because I just go back for it all the time where like I just, you know, right now I have, I'm at the, I actually think I have a good balance right now. I have, I deleted Instagram and Twitter off of my phone and just like, I'll just, and Safari, I'll go into it every once in a while, you know. Sure. Um, last night was super exciting, so because uh, the India Walton thing. Oh, man. So India Walton winning the uh, mayoral primary, Democratic mayoral primary uh, in Buffalo, which was so fucking exciting. I wasn't on social media at all last night in a group chat. My friend, uh, I believe Pat Walker sent us a shout out, Pat Walker, for sending that. Uh, he gets more shout out on this podcast than anybody, and I got to fucking tone it down. Um, <laughs> but he he sent it, I think, in our group chat about it, and I was like, yo, no way. So I hopped on Twitter right. and just saw every – dude, I was in such a good mood last night. That's one of those things where it's like when you're on social media what during something like that, it's awesome. Right. Because you just see all, everybody's just like, this is fucking amazing. Like, you know. Right, and it's um, a positive experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's one of those – you know, we always look at echo chambers as a bad thing. But in that case, last night, it's like, yes, look at all this positive energy right. just radiating throughout this channel. Uh, I don't know how to refer to it. This this medium? bird website. Yeah, medium platform. I don't know. Bird website seems to describe <laughs> it perfectly fine. 
Um, yeah, last night I was recording. I was actually recording my own podcast. Uh, if I can shout that out, yeah, real do quick. it up. Be- between two rebuilds, it's supposed awesome. to be a. It's a. The play is it's a Sabers podcast. We talk about the Sabers for maybe two minutes, and then we talk about like an album with somebody from like either Sabers Twitter or Hockey Twitter. Cool. It doesn't really matter the, the Twitter you come from. We just want to talk to people yeah. about their favorite albums and stuff. Sick. So, yo, I would. I was gonna say like <laughs> you're. I'm gonna extend an uh, yeah. extend an invite to you at some point because like especially yeah. this is so nice to have me. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, dude. Of course. Yeah, I. Uh, and you know what's funny? What's, is, up, what's is, funny is about you saying like how you don't know if you're like too much on Twitter. Like me asking you is straight up off of my judgment of your Twitter presence. Of just like I like the ideas that you have, like the things that you say. Yeah. So it's like I want to have this guy on. Okay. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. Like I said, I uh, that how do I how do I how do I, I'm glad you like what I say. It's, I'm I'm always I'm bad at taking compliments. You, you, you ever you ever dude, have yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. You just I have like, extremely don't know how low self esteem. Right. Right. Insecure, you yeah. just don't know how to react to to good compliments, yeah. even though you get them all the time or you get them some of the time, and it's just like ah, I don't know what to do with right. this. Yeah, I have a voice in my head that hates me. So right. It's like, right. It's like when someone compliments you, it's like, are you sure? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know. That's I don't know if that's I don't know what I think about when it happens. It's just like uh, I stall and I'm just like yeah. uh yeah. How do I proceed from here? So right. you know. So yeah. thank you. I think that's how I'm supposed to re- react, and and I, I appreciate that. Totally. I, uh, <laughs> it's going now. It's going to encourage me to do it the same as I probably already. Yeah, do, do it. it up, man. From it, from nothing at, was going to change, but right. still. <laughs> <laughs> at, at least from a, a you know an outsider's perspective, I I look forward to seeing what you have to say about a lot of things. That's good. You know? And and I think I mean, dude, you get a lot of engagement on your tweets too. Um, you know, I think people like look to you for especially saber stuff. Like I'm oh, so I'm not a huge sports guy, you know what I mean? But like, I like being part of it, you yeah. know? So I just, I mean, I've been on and off the, here's my whole thing. This it's, is my argument. It's tough to be part of it right now. For it the is. Sabres. And that's what I'm, and that's kind of my thing. Right. And like, I hate to be a fair weathered fan, you know right. what I mean? But it's like, dude, like, <laughs> it but I also right think now. it's okay. Like, honestly, when you think about sports and you think about how just things in general in your life affect you mentally. Yeah. You want to like, see good things happen. You want to see good things happen. And if you, constantly see bad things happen right you're not gonna like, waste I don't your wanna, time i don't want to do this yeah. yeah so unless you're a person like me who you know that's your job and i have to do this so it's just like oh man it's it, it's weird talking about this because like there's definitely uh, the past few saver seasons it's like it gets to a certain point and it's just like i'm miserable yeah and i I, I mean, I can ask for less shifts, but also I like money. So sure, like I need sure. it's not that I like money. I actually hate yeah. it, I, but I need it. So yeah. whatever. Um, but at the same time, it's like I like being connected to the fan base. I love yeah, the that's what I'm community saying. that's that. involved. Yeah. Right. And I think that's cool. And what's funny is like I remember you and I having a conversation on Twitter where I was like, like, am I supposed to keep watching? And you were like, for the love of God, if you're not getting paid to stop watching. That's exactly <laughs> right. And honestly, I I don't get paid enough to right. to, to, to do that. But None also like, right, that's like a societal, like that's a systemic issue. Like sure. I'm not trying to tackle my employer with this right, or anything. Right, right, it's right. just like, you know, some days it's like after how many seasons it's been, it's just like, oh. Am right. I gonna go come back next season? And then in the summer, I start to miss it. And it's like, of course, I'm gonna come back next yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Because I, I mean, like working with all the people yeah, too. Of course, and that's so that my whole thing is like with. So I'm 26. Mm-hmm. So when I was growing up, like I never got into the Bills. 
because I just watched how, how them could suck how could forever. Right. However, when I was 11 years old, the Sabres were the best team in the NHL. Right. So as an 11-year-old kid, you know, it was like, this is the most exciting thing. Like everybody around me is super excited about mm-hmm. this one thing. So of course I'm going to be super into it. So I always was a guy who was like, yeah, I like the Sabres way more than like, I liked hockey more than football. Yep. Also just West Seneca is a very hockey town. Yeah. So like the wings, grew up, baby. <laughs> hell yeah, man. All my friends are wings. So like yeah. I grew up surrounded by the hockey team. You know, I hung out with the hockey team in high school, like hockey players were everywhere. So like I always just generally, uh, or I guess naturally, you know, flew towards hockey more than football Uh, now my family is more into football than hockey but it's just like i don't know i just like grew up watching my all my brothers and my parents just scream angrily at a tv every sunday and i'm like why would i like this yeah but at your age what you didn't see was the greatness what they all got to see that i missed out right and i i didn't get to see that either i'm i'm 31 and right so you were a baby when i was i was one two three and four when the bills were in those super bowls so just like not i wasn't there my first bills memories were still playoff memories though yeah so that's probably what got me right and then again just whatever that 20 year period was and with the bills the bills though football it's easier to digest football. One, one game a week. One game a week. Yeah. 16 times a year. Yeah. So it's only really three months. The Sabres, they're, yeah. that's October to April. Right. It's a long, that, that's, long that's season. A, and yeah. at this point, Multiple that's a definite of, yeah. That's a definite period um, disregarding coronavirus and all that sure. good stuff. But uh, <laughs> still. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my whole thing. But now, I mean, the script's kind of flipped, you know? And that's the thing. Again, I hate to be like a fair-weathered fan, but it's like, it's really exciting to watch the bills right now, you know, and the Sabres, like, I don't know, like every year, like, I mean, not for the last few years, but like, even like when we drafted Jack, you know what yeah. I mean? It was like, Oh, okay. This is a big deal. You know what I mean? Like maybe this is going to start to revamp some shit here. We got the guy, you know, and then you, you just, you're right. Every year it was like, Oh, we got this other guy. And it's like, right. Oh, it's well, every, then, every yeah. year. You're just like talking yourself, like off this ledge of sports fandom and it's just like uh no 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 they're gonna be good this year and then you experience the season and like maybe they've had uh, i think since they drafted jack they had like one season where they were like kind of close but not really but other than that it's just been a disaster yeah. <laughs> year after yeah. year after year um do, so, so it's, it's tough. It's do tough. we? I will ask you, and then we can move on to a different conversation. Okay. But um, <laughs> it's been it's been a while. I uh, this is so I'm, I'm in I'm in the I'm in the peer I'm in the period where I'm like starting to be okay talking about it again. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's, right. it's been you long get a little bit through it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You've had your little bit of uh, you know, I'll say for relevancy, your Bo Burnham moment of just like yeah. <sighs> and that was I. So so don't 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 ask me too much about it because like I watched that special. In and out, like like how you watch something and you're, but yeah, you're, you're also your like phone, bored. You're on your phone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. The I want to watch, watch it. I want to watch it closer because I've like, watched it like four times. Now, yeah, so. I, I've only watched it the one time, and it was just like I just there were certain moments where I'm like I should I should watch this again yeah. and pay attention to yeah. the whole thing. Oh, dude, I'm the same way. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I anything, dude. I have to like put my phone in a drawer. You know? What oh I mean? yeah. It's like I want to give my undivided attention to something. Well, a big thing with me is I have ADHD, so yeah. that's just like. My natural tendency is right. just to be all I over feel the place. Like like I have... Buffalo Wild Wings is my place. There's 53 TVs. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. all over the place. That's it's so awesome. Funny. And just like, but, but yeah, focusing has always been an issue with me. Yeah. Um, See, I feel like I have onset ADHD because of the, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I didn't have problems focusing and now I do oh, because I'm just on it all the time and it's just fucked up my attention span. Oh, see, I can remember, see, 
ADHD is a weird thing because it's like when you were a kid, when I was a kid, it was explained to me as like this weird, like it's an excuse for like bad parenting or something like that, <laughs> which, which as a, when you hear that as a kid, you just sort of internalize that forever. Right. Sure. Um, but it was fun. It, it wasn't until like my adult life where I'm just like, what? Why can't I just focus on yeah. regular menial tasks? Like, why can't I just go to work and just do my job for two hours, go on break to, you know, like normal people do, at least in my head. That's what people do. No, I'm, you know, at my job, I'm like, my attention was all over the place. Yeah, same. And, and I it work was a desk we- job too. And, so it's- right. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's where it comes out the worst. Yeah. Like, it was funny when I, I went through a period where I... um I just quit my job. I just said, I don't like my job anymore. Good for you. I think it's evil. One of the hardest things you could ever do. Oh my God. It was agony. Yeah. Just trying to figure out what to do. But like, I was in a weird place where, um, about a couple, three years ago, I lived with my parents and I saved up a bunch of money and I never touched it. And finally in like February, in January of this year, I was just like, I was literally, I was, it was the second day of the year. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm trying to be positive about it. I already didn't like the job, but I'm like, okay, uh, fresh start, new year, new me, whatever. Yeah, whatever you have to tell yourself. And then I got an email that I screwed. Miserable. Then I got an email that I screwed something up, and then I just like had a meltdown. I was just like, yeah. fuck this. Just yep. so the next day, I, I I like talked with uh, I talked to my girlfriend who's great and just like really talked it out she's like i've seen you you were unhappy and it's because of this job always and this the work from home thing was was kind of unique because we live together and so like we kind of got to see each other work at home interesting which is a very unique experience totally totally. for this time because we don't work in the same industry or anything so um it was like eye-opening just be like for somebody, one of your peers, one of the people that you you love the most, to tell you like, you are not right here. Like yeah. something is, you're, it's just not you. crazy. Wake up R- call. Right, right. Yeah. So like, it's crazy how I quit that job and like immediately I was just better. Yeah. Like I I immediately identified what the issue. It was. is wild, man. Even like <laughs> so. I switched jobs through the pandemic too. I was I I work for the same company, but I switched what I was doing. And in my yeah. old role, like when the pandemic first started, and I've explained this a few times, I've just like, um, you know, it was really like I was tolerating my job for a long time because it was like, all right, at least I have my coworkers who I like. You know, I liked my coworkers. Yeah, um, yeah, right. I, there were the amenities, right? There were all these things that like were like, oh, well, this is cool. This is nice. This is good. This is good. And then when the pandemic happened and all those things were gone, and it was like, now you just have the job. It's like I hate this. Right. This makes me miserable. Right. And I was, and I had to work like way harder than I did because I had to like pick up a bunch of slack because of all these things that happened. And I did that for so long and just watched things spiral out of control until finally I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And I moved into a different position. And once I did that, like once I started working my new role and realized, oh, like I can do something and not completely hate my life and not stress myself out and not like shit on myself all the time about it. Like, Oh man. Um, and it, yeah, it was, it was a crazy, like, I felt like I got out of an abusive relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it was like, I almost did. I didn't even realize how broken I was. You know, I was just like a little broken cat found behind a dumpster and someone (laughs) took care of me. It's funny. It's funny that we talk about this and we, we, so we both went through these similar experiences and you think about, you kind of think about 
maybe the things that spurred you to make that decision, right? Like if we were hitting if, rock bottom, right? Yeah. Okay. So right. Yeah. Right. But but like I feel like a lot of us got there during pandemic, right? Absolutely. Just not talking to anybody, mm-hmm. doing what we're supposed to do, whatever that yeah. is, whatever your definition of that was during right, but, that time. Which for me was I'm right. Really was you right. Know what I mean? uncharted waters? Like what, right. how am I supposed to be handling right. this? Nobody knew. Right. You know? I was trying to stay home as much as I physically possibly could. Exactly. Yeah. For like at least the first two months. Um. I mean eventually i just relented i'm like i have to go to a grocery store i can't do this online shopping pickup thing anymore right. rely on somebody to pick the one brand of chip that i want and it's like oh they're out but we got you bread it's like yeah. oh but, but okay cool yeah. yeah um but either way i think you know all of us during the pandemic sort of had this conversation with ourselves it's like what do we want what are we looking for out of things out of life out of our jobs out of our work what are we doing here and that is what sparked me to start this whole podcast right oh man i have these conversations of being like you know because that was the whole thing is i was here uh and it was me two of my brothers both of their significant others and my parents Mm -hmm. you know and we were just having conversation like that's all we could do right we're all home all the time right so it's just we were always talking you know and um a lot of us made like different life choices throughout the thing and like changed up some shit you know Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it is crazy to when you sit back and you have the time you know because in the pre-pandemic life when we're just all go 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 all the time i mean you Mm -hmm. have your routine you get up early you're exhausted you get your coffee you drive to work whatever you know what i mean everybody's doing the same thing we're just all going going. and then when it stops and then it's like what are we doing right you know what i mean why are we living like this and that's the whole thing that's crazy about like this whole labor shortage thing with people not wanting to work it's like dude people don't have to be miserable right right now you know what i mean and it's like and yeah and that's fucking awesome so they're riding they're riding the wave and And it's like everybody everybody's taking that as like a bad thing it's just like no it's just that finally People have a freaking bargaining chip. Yeah. They finally Isn't have something to say, insane. no, asshole, I'm not going to do this shit for you yeah. for this amount of money. I'll do it. Isn't it crazy when workers have the powers? Right. And isn't it nuts <laughs> that a bunch of us turned into communists? <laughs> communists, you know, just... Uh, I Not assholes. Not, yeah, something like that. <laughs> what, what, however you want to... I, I mean, you read throughout history and there's such like a negative spotlight put on communism yeah. for no reason just yep. because it's not making anybody any money. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sorry, not making anybody. Not making very rich people any money. Much richer. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, I've, yeah, lo- I've lost money and Jeff Bezos has made trillions of dollars during yeah. the pandemic. Like, what? What again, yeah. what are we doing yes. here? Yeah, that's the whole thing, man. It's um, crazy how like much i i mean i was already like a leftist right like, right i was right. already that kind of i was i was a big bernie guy throughout sure. college and then you know whatever and then through this pandemic i just started reading you know what yeah, I, mean? I just man. got lost on reddit and tiktok which led me to just find all these books and marxism and all those things and now i'm just like uh, okay so you know, it didn't lead you to like uh it didn't lead you to like some rabbit hole of websites that are telling you that like, like the deep the deep state yeah, is going no. yeah right it could have yeah, gone that. one of two ways right right it always can <laughs> it always can you know what's so funny is like and what's what? Did you watch the QAnon documentary? I haven't yet. So there was a thing that the dude says in there. The dude who like originally started 8chan, which fun fact, he's from Arcade, New York, um, and uh, which is the most arcade shit I've ever heard. Sure. And uh, so he says the thing. He's like, you know, there was a lot of things that happened 
in the past few years with just moving away from the mainstream. It just went in two different directions. Yeah. But like at the core, as crazy as it sounds, like the ideas are pretty similar of like the far right and the far left of how like this anti-establishment thing started to happen. We all know shit's fucked. Yes. There's just some of us that looked into why it's actually fucked. And then some of us that just went on eight chan and lost our minds Yeah, and went right. down YouTube rabbit holes and, and those kinds of things. You well, know as I mean? we know, so. YouTube is, YouTube is every, you know, only you can't, you can't watch a bad video on YouTube, right? Right. Right. Like everything there's good. Every, all the information there's good. You should actually teach yourself everything from YouTube. Yeah, totally. No, don't do that. I was like, I was like, wait, I don't know. The, I don't think the audience knows me that well. No, right. no uh, I, I mean, anybody that knows me knows my sarcasm is yeah. at an all time. At all, okay. At all times, so we're, yeah. we're, we're on the same level. Yeah, then. absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, I got, real into that kind of shit and then you know started having those kind of conversations with all my friends and stuff and radicalizing as many people as i can because it was just kind of like wake the fuck up dude we're getting fucked yeah i've i've had i've had if i've mostly had good experiences and just like not being like all right man pick pick a side but like that's essentially what we're saying right? right like like yeah and it seems harsh but also when you consider that it's like on the basis of human rights it's not harsh right like yes i'm picking a side on that sorry so, yeah <laughs> not so that's sorry. that's what i'm kind of so going back to the india walton thing sure like it's super exciting like not like it's whatever so your views are like how can you not if you take the identity politics out of it mm-hmm. if you take the word socialist away right yeah if you just look at okay this is a woman this is a young black woman who had what twins at 14 years old or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Worked her way out of poverty, became a nurse. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Over it's, it's an incredible story of overcoming all these obstacles. And now is about to be a mayor of Buffalo, like over the guy who was billionaire funded, you know, who was backed by, uh, you know, corrupt police unions and, and all this stuff. Like, it's like when you look at those two things as just like a human being, how is that not something to celebrate? No matter what your views are. For sure. Like, like it's just totally just people. This is what happens when people choose what happens instead of money, you know? Right. And this is when, this is what happens when people choose people. Right. Um, yes, exactly. I think instead of money choosing puppets. Right. Right. And to me, like, for India's campaign and everything that went into it, like it was a lot of a lot of hard work, groundwork, like just yeah, grassroots, grassroots, yeah. baby, like going, going door that. to door, going door to door, making yeah. phone calls. Like they had to go to, she got a, what? 11,000, 11,000 votes. I'm yeah. sure she went to more than that, more than that amount of doors made more than that amount of phone calls. Yeah. But just, an incredible story against a guy who didn't even view her as a threat until four days ago. Right. Or whenever Yo, he that's started. What's, that's that's the funniest of us, part of this. I don't think, I mean, is I was paying attention pretty closely yep. from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I remember when like I first, I don't even remember how I first saw of her, but like, you know, months ago she mm-hmm. like popped up somewhere on my social media and I Me was too. Just like, Whoa, interesting. And so, you know, I went in and I was like, I love this woman, yep. you know, and like started following the campaign and watching it just grow and, and then talking to my friends about it and, uh, you know, seeing it grow. And then I was just like, you know, in the back of my mind, especially as 
if you supported Bernie Sanders over the years, it's hard to have hope for those kinds of candidates because so you hard. know the establishment's going to come in and just fuck them somehow. Right. But so when I got that text last night, I'm like, dude, what? Like something I never expected, and it just makes me so fucking proud of Buffalo and to know that there's a bunch of people that are on board here. I know? agree. I agree. And honestly, it was before last night that I was like, it was when I found out like all those donations were being made like a week before the election. That's when I was like, Oh, they're scared. Yep. They are. You don't do that. Yeah. If you're not scared. Uh-huh. Um, so just as soon as I saw that, I've, I've had a close eye on it the entire time. But when I saw that last week, I was just like, Oh, Oh baby. <laughs> yeah, totally. So last night when, well, last night when I, so I think I said I was recording the podcast. Um, and in the middle of recording, it's I notice it's nine o'clock. I'm like, okay, results are gonna roll in soon. And the first ones came in from the early voting, and I'm just like, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> like just immediately, it was just like, uh, what? Oh, okay, yep. And just for the rest of the night, it was just like I I couldn't look away. Yeah, I could not. It was look phenomenal. Away. Yeah, I was on Twitter literally all night because. <laughs> oh of yeah, it. yeah. Oh yeah, you have to be. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like was, we said it was before, so awesome. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, the grassroots campaign thing is like, if that doesn't prove to you that there's a movement happening, you know what I mean? Like, if mm-hmm. your views if your views are so right and you're so correct on what you're doing, w- like, can you start a grassroots campaign to win it? Right. Like, every, you know what I mean? Like, it shows you that, like, everything in every election, especially, again, going back to the Bernie Sanders thing, like, that was all grassroots campaigning, like, and it got him to that level. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like that. There's something happening there when the establishment can't really keep up with it. So the one thing about Bernie and his run was like when when that didn't work, the thing that was said everywhere was, well, of course it didn't work. There's no there's no groundwork laid for there's no there's no um, politicians like there are very few politicians, progressive leaning politicians in local politics local politics is probably the hardest thing to get people to come out for yeah oh absolutely yeah. it's it's so annoying um and i don't know why that's not made more plain well, it's the most direct thing that affects you right um and for whatever reason like people just don't want to know about yeah. it which i used to be one of those people and then like as i've gotten older it's just like how wait, do you not wait know? how do you not want to know yeah. about your representatives and who's right. around you right um, the, the people who say like, I don't talk politics. I don't, I don't pay attention to it. Like how, yeah. how, how, how are you like this? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I have a lot of people like that in my life and it's, it's tough because it is like, it's an unbelievably I, privileged take, right, right. you know, to say, I just don't like politics. It's it like, totally yeah, cause is. it doesn't affect you, it totally you know I mean? is. but it does affect other people. Right. You know, um, I don't know. I'm there's there's people who think like you can only focus on yourself and like that yeah for for some that might be true but like i'm i'm me and there's this whole world around me like yes there's only so much i can do but i want to do something right like when i see bad shit happening i don't know what to do but like i I don't know i just don't know but i know that i want to do something yeah absolutely yeah yeah and that's why i have that picture that's that's there. awesome i love that yeah mike Sylvester. shout out mike Sylvester for taking that picture very yeah. cool very yeah. cool but um yeah i and that's i mean that's kind of how i've always been you know what i mean i'm going for whoever's gonna do the most for the most people you know the most people yes. who need it 
Yes. More than anything, you know, and it's like it's about that equity. I think Making it's just sure crazy. that everybody has equity. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's uh, so super funny story. I was uh, I was out at a lake house over the weekend um, with a friend's significant other's family, and uh, there was some people there I was having a conversation with. I didn't know them at all, and uh, this woman who was there asked. Uh, we were talking about something and somehow gentrification got brought up. And this woman was like, what is that? Like, what's gentrification? Mm-hmm. So I explained what the concept is, whatever. And I was like, yeah, so it really just fucks over poor people, um, whatever. And her response was, well, why don't those poor people just get a job? And literally, dude, with I couldn't even control it. My response was, whoa. And everybody started laughing. And then I just changed the subject because I was like, we are so off base <laughs> on like how, where this conversation could possibly go. Like I'm trying to like educate somebody, you know, and, and to me, it's like it's obvious that fucking over poor people is a bad thing. Right. Like and I feel like that should be something we all agree on. Well, it's just funny how the the that that uh, that view that viewpoint is is insane to me. Like, did you do you remember ever like? How many job hiring processes have you been a right. part of? It's miserable. Like that's a you don't just go you don't just show up to the place you want to work and say, yeah. Hi, I would like to work here, please. Right. And they yeah. just say, Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's, it just doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, hey, poor people don't really have a resume. <laughs> right. Yeah. They don't have a cover letter. You like, know? And they it's not the easiest thing in the world to just get one right. built up. I mean, there's there's so many different factors into it. I mean, like when you really get down to it, like especially when you get down to like issues of homelessness, it's just yeah. like how do you get it out of that? It's just like most people don't even have an address. Right. They, they like the, what's the first thing you need to put it on a resume? Yeah. An address. Yeah, right. So, like, what do you do? You can't even start from step right. one. Yeah, yeah, like places won't even look at you if you don't tell you where, tell them where they where you are. Right. So, I don't know. Like, it's I. It's crazy to me that people just say just get a job, and right. it's just like it. it it's you, like you like, watch you, Always Sunny. You, you've been a part. You're right. The yeah. job. The yeah. jobbies. Drew. What I'm just supposed to get a job? They're growing on job job trees and all the jobbies. That's that's probably the best representation. The the best um not representation. That's probably the like best the like simplest the simplest way it, to yeah. explain getting a job. Right. It's just it's not just going out and doing it. It's just like it's a sometimes yeah. months long process. Right. Yeah. Totally. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I was like, yeah, that was just like, that threw me so off guard that I was like, I didn't even know. Yeah. It's, it reminds like, me of like the Donald Glover bit of where he's like, I didn't even know you could say that. Right. Like, how is this? I think this person's a demon. I don't know how they got out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's from the weirdo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. One, right. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great, great spec. He's so talented. Donald Glover's one of my favorite like, people in the world. Always like since I was in high school, <laughs> I, I mean, um, since that special, I think really. And I mean, I wasn't just I love Childish Gambino. Yeah. Like, Childish when I was like a, a great. junior, senior in high school, he was like just starting to make a name for himself. Yeah. Because you know? he came up as like a YouTube star kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, he did the Derek Comedy thing yep. and then he mm-hmm. scored Community. His community um, is He was great writing too. on 30 Rock yep. and SNL and all that stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah. Now, and then he's uh, writing his own music and, yep. then, he's, and then he's <laughs> writing his own TV show yeah, and then he's right. writing uh, like come that on. movie, that uh, movie with Rihanna that he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't. Guava Island, I think it was called. Okay. Something like that. It was super good it's a short film it's like 45 minutes oh okay it's on amazon prime super super good though it's like an artsy fartsy exactly what you would expect from donald glover um it was at the same time that he was doing the this is america when he released this is america he dropped this movie that was kind of like the same type of thing Mm -hmm. um and the movie's about like uh an oppressive it's like a, a fictional island where like this oppressive government exists where they don't allow people to 
like perform at all. Oh wow! Um, so like they're trying, and Donald Glover's character is trying to put on this festival, and like the government's trying to shut it down, but he's going on the radio promoting it anyway, and then like you know, all sorts of madness ensues. Of course, uh, but it's really really good. Cool, uh, and everything that, that dude does is fantastic, and I hope Atlanta season three is coming soon. I still have to watch the first two seasons, but I've always really, heard really incredible good. things. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Really, uh, <clears throat> I don't even know how to describe. Again, I just like describing everything as artsy fartsy. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's like it's not your traditional drama series. You know, it's it's thought provoking, like Kubrick inspired kind of okay. weird shit. You know, TV shows are hard for me because yeah. like I never it's a lot of commitment. I, it is, and, and there's I ne- so many. I very rarely get into a show at the time that it's like out. Yeah, and like currently showing episodes like like shows like the office i didn't watch that until like it was in the eighth season it's like fine fine oh okay. i didn't watch the office till after it was done right yeah, yeah. I, I that's me with a lot of shows um probably most yeah. tv I shows i've ever Sopranos watched for the first time i still have to watch I'm watching that. seinfeld for the first time Seinf- oh man yeah. that's a that one that one i was i was i was I was wrong about Seinfeld. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Like, I, I, it was one of those shows where it's like, ah, come on, it can't be that funny. Yeah, like, why does everybody love this the same show? Way. And then yeah. you just watch it through. I'm like, this might be one of the most smartly written comedies yeah. ever. When I, was, ever. <laughs> when I was uh, working at my job, I, it, started, it was like a few years ago, I think it was, but we were having like a work meeting or something. It was super early in the morning and I was exhausted and a coworker of mine made like a Seinfeld reference and I obviously didn't get it because I didn't watch the show. And he's mm-hmm. like, you don't watch Seinfeld? And I was like, no, because I'm not 40 and I don't hate myself. Like, what are you? And then all of my coworkers were like, well, up in arms. And I yeah. so I was like, all right, fucking relax. It's 830. And so uh, from then on, uh, so I've been slowly watching. Like, every once in a while, I'll just throw on an episode, you know. Yeah. And uh, it, it is phenomenal. It cracks me up. It's I, really, really good. I can't remember what my what my moment was where I just, like, said. I think it just came to Hulu. And I'm like, okay, yeah. fine. And then I'm like, oh, this I was I was I yeah. was wrong. I'm 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 an idiot. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the Seinfeld faithful. Oh, it's just that Jerry Seinfeld's a creep. Okay, I, I can say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is funny because I'm not literally like not a fan of Jerry Seinfeld at all. He's like, he's like not personally. funny, and yeah. I think he's weird. Like the only the only people I care about from that show are uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus yeah, and. Yeah, and uh jason alexander oh and larry david obviously yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a curb guy as well uh, curb curb's another one of them it's like i'm gonna do it but at this point i'm not not watching shows out of annoyance it's just there's just so many shows and a yeah. backlog of stuff yeah. i want to watch yeah, I, have, I have a running list on my phone of, I, like what i have to what i have to finish see that's what i should do yeah uh but i because I mentioned ADHD before, that's you just tend to live life by the seat of your pants. Yeah, without anything. Yeah, I'm a big fan of miniseries. Yeah, over the past year, I've been watching Ooh, a lot of miniseries. Yeah. Uh, because it's just it's just like all right, I just got to get through it's like just, eight it's episodes a short run. and it's over. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just a big movie guy as well, so. Uh, I, I go back and forth. Sometimes I just get into a movie kick where I only watch movies for like a few months, you know. Yeah, and then I'm like, all right, I'll get into a show or something if it's worth it huh? yeah it's it's hard to get invested in that stuff though yeah and move movies now it's 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 almost hard to get invested in in some movies yeah. when it comes to like i mean i love star wars but like yeah. star wars is getting it's getting huge yeah like, there's there's so right. much the star wars and star marvel wars is like the is... one thing i do keep up on yeah but and, and yeah marvel too yeah. like those are the ones where i'm just like okay if i don't keep up on these then like yeah. 
those are the ones where i'm like i care about if the stuff here gets spoiled for me so those are the ones i'm like i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch it i'm kind of the same way yeah i haven't i mean i haven't i still haven't seen all the marvel movies oh yeah but i've seen like the big ones and then i've watched uh i watched like wandavision and now i'm watching loki and i watched falcon and winter soldier and you know and wandavision was good wandavision was so fucking cool dude (laughs) falcon and the winter soldier was uh, I slow. forgot about it as it, I was talking about it. It so. was a slow show. Yeah. It really it had though. it had like two good episodes. Yeah, the um, ending was. I liked how it ended. Yeah, that's his suit is so cool. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, I'm yeah. I'm just I you know I and you know what the <laughs> how they did bring like uh you know the race thing into it. Yeah, they did it in a probably the best way they could have done it. Sure, you know I mean it wasn't corny. It was it didn't feel like typical corporate surface level bullshit you yeah know what I mean? like e- even it, though it's it, pretty good even though it's disney and Marvel, right exactly so it still yeah, is. Yeah, yeah right like, yeah you have I mean, to you view have it to with a critical lens yeah right but also just like oh cool the you know marvel this is good they're addressing this sure and like yeah. right but like deep down you're just like they're doing it because it's it's they do it because it's marketable right yeah. exactly that's Wh- it which which is like an annoying you don't want to put it down to that right but right. It's, it's also just like you know that there's that level of that level of it there and so it's just like what's what's the play there right uh, it's just i'm i'm constantly suspicious of anything of course people yeah you, know. you view everything with a critical lens right you know what i mean like <laughs> i start every morning listening to npr right i listen mm-hmm. to npr up first and i listen to my new york times the daily and both of those media outlets you know what i mean like i know what they are yeah you know what i mean like i know that they are gonna. They're for the establishment. You know what I mean. They mm-hmm. love Joe Biden. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like listening to them because it's like I can still view it with a critical lens. You know what I mean. I think that's right. how everything should be. Like you, you can't. I mean? you, you, sometimes I see people as like I saw this from the New York Times and I immediately had to get rid of it. And it's just like, well, it's still a good idea to keep your eye, yeah, on. I don't know high high level news like that yeah. or just like. I don't know. It's good to have have your information from somewhere. Right, right. And it's good. uh, Like, I'm not saying it's not good to have your alternative sources. Like, I'm not saying to go to the QAnon website and take (laughs) that as gospel. But like, obviously, I don't know. There, there's, there's a way to view. Like you're saying, there's a way to view news uh, with a critical net, with a critical lens, and like not being a weird like all media is bad guy. Right. Which that, Glad that you brought that, that up. That helps nobody, <laughs> dude. You know what? And that's the thing is like, I hear people. There are so many. I feel like almost most people are like, "Oh, I'm so sick of the media. I hate the media. I'm, I both sides. You know these right. kinds of people. Ah, uh, right. and it's just like, dude." It's like, I hear you and I get it because yes, the media is completely. Fr- it's super frustrating. Yes, you know what I mean. The way they frame things, I get it. But it's like, but you can't. You just, can't just like dismiss all of it, and you can't then just like, pretend just be, nothing's going on. Right? Exactly. You can't. You can't be an ostrich. Put bury your head in this. I, right. Actually, I think I watched a video. They don't actually do that. They don't bury their heads. In the no, sand? no. That's like a total myth. Huh. Supposedly, I think I watched a TikTok about it. You, you have a TikTok? Yeah, I love TikTok. Yeah, it's my it's, favorite thing in the I, world. I, I, maybe, uh, you know, beginning of the pandemic, I was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, and I was like, the same way. Yeah. And then, and then that, but but then my friends just kept sending me them. Right. And then you're just like, well, I might as well if I got to open this stupid app each time. Right. That's the whole thing is like, 
I was getting them, and then I'm I'm watching them in Safari, and that yeah. experience is horrible. Oh so it's God. like, all right, well, I'll get the app so that I can open them in the app, you know? Uh, and then finally, I am just start scrolling, and then it's just like, this is the best thing I've ever had, you the, know? The one thing I like about TikTok is that... TikTok doesn't make me feel like shit about myself. Right, but... Right. It makes you find out weird, cool stuff, mm-hmm. and also, you don't feel the compulsory need to follow your friends on it. Absolutely, yeah. You just want to go on there and watch videos. You yeah. just, you just. I don't know like, these people. It's like Reddit, right? Yeah, right. And that's what I like about Reddit too. Is that Reddit is just like I don't know these people. Yeah, you know. It, it's oh man, you Reddit, just get Reddit to exist in your communities. And... See, see, now I'm glad you brought up Reddit because right, Reddit's cool. a, Reddit's a cool Reddit Reddit uh, cool Reddit's, <laughs> Reddit's complicated. It is it absolutely <laughs> is complicated. Um, but I've met a lot of like hockey twitter friends through reddit yeah like a bunch of us noticed that we were very active and then like eventually like you start trading ideas and like these are the real people you're when you're talking online being online is so fascinating isn't it because we have more access to people than we've ever had yeah and that is probably bad it's good and bad yeah it's good and bad because it's 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 good to have a way (laughs) Maybe it's not. Every every once in a while, I see this tweet. It's like uh, maybe it wasn't a good idea that we created this thing where everybody's yeah. voice gets yeah, heard. Yeah, Bo Burnham says something right. Yeah, special something. About it too. Yeah. So you know, I, I've in the last probably like four or five years, I've just like const- I constantly think of how we use the internet a lot, and I yeah. don't change anything about how I use the internet. Yeah, yeah. But I do think about it, and my line of thought always gets me in a weird place with it. Like how far will our reliance on technology go? And then also like, are we ever going to be, are we ever going to be in a place where we don't know what the current technology is? Do you, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, do you remember, you know, when technology started to be a thing and I mean, I've been around, uh, you know, my, my parents, my mom is like, just technology cannot first computer. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, so like, and I remember how big of a deal that was. Right. I, I literally have the most vivid memory of them, like del- bringing it in, like the delivery guy. And it was a gateway box and it was white and it had the black spots. It looked like a cow. And these things are huge back yeah, then. Yeah. Yeah. They're bringing in <laughs> multiple boxes. Right. right. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like maybe three, four years old. It's like one of my earliest memories yeah. I had of them bringing, which is so funny because I'm such a computer nerd now. Right. Um, and this is clearly where it came from mm-hmm. was that I just had, uh, they just brought in this machine. And I was like four years old, and I just sat down at it, and I just started. Of course, like clicking, you're fascinated you know? by it. Yeah, of course. And that, and that, and and I like how you said we just started clicking. That's yeah. how we learned it. Right. We just started clicking, and when that did one thing, we yeah. figured out that did a bad thing. We did the other thing. Right. And yeah. We, it, this is before I even like understood the internet. This oh, is yeah. just using a computer. Yeah. Just using digital technology. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I literally just watched it evolve my entire life. In your entire life. Yeah. So it's funny. Remember when the iPod came out? Right. Remember when the iPhone it's came out? It's all come so quickly yeah. since just, we've been alive. And then it just happened faster and faster. Faster and faster. And it's faster. exponential. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And we and, can't keep up. Right. It's, it's, but we can. We keep up all right. the time. Well, that, well, here's the thing, right? So this is what I, I have this theory that like, the human brain, like we're evolving as humans, right? Sure. Clearly. Well, some of us are. <laughs> we're trying to. Um, but the thing is the technology is evolving way faster than we can evolve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like that's what I mean by it's hard to keep up because like things keep changing so rapidly. And that's kind of where I try to find this balance between like in progressivism 
of being like, we got to allow people time to catch up, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, with any sort of like standard we're trying to set in society. Like, and, and this is where the conversation, again, similar to how people are like, I hate all the media. I also don't trust people who are like, I hate cancel culture. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, all right, I know why you hate cancel culture and you're annoying, but it's also like, I agree with you to a certain extent because like, again, as we're an evolving species because of technology, people who spend all their day just, you know, learn, trying to communicate with people, trying to make everybody feel exactly how they want to feel. That's how we should be. Absolutely. But it's like, you know, we got to give people time to catch up. And, and, you know, some people don't understand the technology, you know, and like if people only, especially on each platform, as you go from jump from platform to platform, you see all pro India Walton stuff on Twitter. You hop over to your Facebook. You're not going to see the same thing. I just, so, so you said you took Twitter and Instagram off your phone. Facebook, I take off my phone. I haven't, I I, can't, I can't, I can't go on that website. No, that website is, is, uh, it's terrible. The only thing that's idiocracy, the movie uh, as a feed. The only thing that was keeping me on that website for so long was the fact that it came with a built-in calendar that tracked all the shows that you wanted to go to. Yeah, I just track it myself now. Yep, yeah. yep. It's just so much easier yep. that way now. Well, I'm, on, actually, the, I'm no, on the After honestly, Dark emailing list. <laughs> honestly, it's not easier. But you know what? I just feel like a better person. Yeah, just not, not constantly That's the other thing. Not everything is supposed to be insanely convenient. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's yes. the thing that I think is the bad part is we're getting way too comfortable. Everything is way too convenient. Yep. Like my thing is like, especially I live with my parents here. I'm doing the same thing you were doing. I'm saving money. The housing market is a fucking mess. I'm chilling until that calms the fuck down. You know good, I mean? good, good call. Cause apartment living is in a, it's, it's, you, you'll end up saving money that way. Just, yeah, right. you're doing it right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm aware of that, you know? And, uh, but the thing is like, you know, being here, like, I mean, my dad also loves technology. So like, yeah. him, like everything in here, everything in my house is like smart enabled. Right. Nice. We remount, my parents remounted the kitchen. I don't want to say we, I literally not you're, like, you're, I you're just here it. for the ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, my parents had the kitchen remodeled, uh, and we did all smart lights and you know, it's all voice controlled and all this stuff. And yeah. it's like, and I realized I'm like, it's, I have it too good. Right. And I didn't earn any of it. Right. And it's just all convenient and comfortable. And it's only going to get more convenient and comfortable. And it's going to make me way more like coddled. And you know what I mean? It almost yeah. makes my anxiety worse. Yeah. Knowing that I'm, I don't have that little bit of uncomfort or, or the little bit of a, a task or a chore to do yeah. when they, these things get taken away. So it's like this weird balance you have to try to find. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, though, and I think it's very important uh, that we are, is the thing is that you're aware of that. You're yeah, telling totally. me all of this stuff. And like the fact that you know that, at, like, I can sense it. Yeah. Right. Just tells me, like, look at Amazon as itself. Oh, my goodness. I try to avoid Amazon as much as I exactly. possibly can. But, but also, they had the most lit- convenient service of all time. Right. And also, in a lot of ways, you literally can't avoid Amazon because they own. 90 percent of the right. internet and traffic yep like, yeah exactly like you yeah. Can, like everything is amazon web service now yeah it's right everything's hosted on there everything's and it's hosted like, they use amazon to sell stuff yeah and so even just like even in just the hardware uh, that you get from amazon prime like it's just like when you need something super specific mm-hmm. and you need it super fast there's nowhere else you can go that's right or like if you need a if you need an iphone charger yeah you're not go don't go to freaking walmart target and pay twenty dollars right like, yeah go you to, can find a cheap you can you can, pu- you can find a six pack for thirteen dollars yeah, and yeah. be good for until your next phone right until they uh, yeah maybe they'll all break but at the end of the yeah day, they're all cheap quality term, right. right you got six of them right exactly yeah. exactly yeah, also dude. also they're off they're uh aftermarket so they might ruin your phone too but right hey, who knows <laughs> yeah dude fucking uh, nothing is con- <laughs> like 
It's crazy. I know. <laughs> and that's literally, I think Amazon's the best example of that. Yeah. Of things being way too convenient because when you make them that convenient, everybody flocks to it. It just makes it this big, big, big machine and, that just exists that continues to expand, continues to expand, continues to expand. You and, know what I mean? Like an Amazon, like a, a, I have, you know, like a wholesome Amazon could exist, but the problem is Jeff Bezos is just a fucking evil person. Right. You know what I mean? Like Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, all these guys, they're just the Elon Musk. They're all just these fucking antichrists of people, you know, for sure. And like people are just like, ah, well, they earned all their money. It's like, yeah, no, they did. How, how did they do that? Right. That's tell the tell me how. Tell me how they did that. The most, no, the workers earned all yes. that money for that. The most blanket statement I can ever you can ever make towards it. And you can't defeat the argument is that no human being has ever worked hard enough to create a value of a billion dollars. No. Nope. And nobody ever will. And that's why that's fucked up mm-hmm. when people are, you know, people want to defend these guys and be like, you know, well, you know, they they work for that money. They smartly, you know, what? like, dude, some people literally. Or like, yeah, it's like they yeah they did so by exploiting workers and exploiting labor, and some people are just like cool. They're like yeah, that's smart. And well, it's like no, that's fucking evil. Yeah, dude. the like, the argument is well, they give other people opportunities. It's like okay, they give some people opportunities. Yeah. They don't give everybody. Everybody yeah, they're fucking most people over. Right. Yeah. Like right, and especially at at the end of the day, like all of those places. You're just a data fit. Fa- you're a yeah. data factory. You're a number. Your 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 personal information and you're an algorithm. You're ads we need to serve you yep. um do you uh, do, um do you listen to jeff rosenstock no but i you should listen to i jeff know rosenstock. i know you know what's so <laughs> funny is jeff rosenstock like <clears throat> as a household name has just been around for like for as long as long I've as i've been, been alive so i don't he's like uh is he like an emo guy or he's, is he he's so uh He's mostly been a ska punk guy. Okay, and now he's it. just more. I knew he now he's now he's more of just a punk guy. Okay, he, he's very um, anti-establishment kind of guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Most of um, those ska punk guys are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I've always liked ska. So punk. he's like a ska punk like legend. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Like he was in a band called the Arrogant Sons of Bitches. Oh, I like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and they like they broke up a long time ago, but like I remember hearing that I've I've listened to a lot of ska bands and like. Only that and like Streetlight Manifesto are still the ones that like speak to me, and I'll still. I keep think Streetlight's the greatest ska band of all time. They, they're. I have trouble with that because like Streetlight <laughs> themselves will be like, "Please don't call us a ska band." Right. So, like, <laughs> let's go into that conversation real quick because okay. I was just talking to my buddy Dan about this because uh, we were listening to Streetlight driving somewhere, and I was just like, "Because I'm not a huge ska guy," you know what yeah. I mean? When I was younger, like Real Big Fish, whatever that kind of shit. I, I would fuck with it, whatever. I'm more of just like a straight pop punk kid. Yeah. Too. Like, that's yeah. what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and so Ska was always, but Streetlight was one band that I'm like, this band is so fucking sick. And I'm like, and I don't know what it is about them. That's just like, of all the Ska world, that's one band that I'm like, this is a band I can listen to all the time. It's, you know, like some Ska, it's like, all right, I need to be in the mood for this. You right. know, like, so I don't know if, as a Ska fan, why is that? So with Streetlight, they... They care too much about themselves to call them to refer to themselves as a ska band. They care too much about themselves as musicians. Sure. Right? Uh, yeah. So all right. Because there's guys, a negative connotation with self-identifying as ska. That's finally melting away, I think. Yeah. Uh, there's like a ska revival kind of going oh, cool. on right now. Yeah, it's kind of neat. But like also, it, it, like when you think ska revival, it's not like into the popular scene or anything yeah, but like it's like coming happening. new bands are finally coming back out of that scene again which sure. i think is exciting um but every the thing with the 
the thing with Streetlight is all those guys, except for Thomas, the lead singer, all those guys are professionally like they went to school. They all have like their masters, like yeah. their one bass player. Like he had to drop off a tour because he was finishing his master's degree. Like gotcha. those guys care about it so much. Um, and they focus on so many different types of genres, but it ends up sounding like ska because there's horns. But right. really, they're just a punk rock band that just has horns that has horns. Yeah. Which is like an annoying way to put it because everybody <laughs> will say like, well, isn't that what ska is? Right. And it's like, well, no, no ska, ska is like this like whole reggae. It's reggae. Yeah. It's actually like it's like originally from Jamaica. Yeah. Like it's this whole thing. And like white people kind of co-opted it into this thing now. Right. So like, eh, but also like that's also not like a, a terrible thing. Like it's great to see people like taking these influences from everything and being able to morph it into something else. Sure. That's always great. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, Ska now is probably unrecognizable from what it originally was. Yeah. Um, and I I don't think that's a bad thing um, so much as like that's just how things evolve. I mean, it you know, it is what it is. But at the same time, I don't know, this just Streetlight, I can talk for hours about them, honestly. Yeah, I've I seen them fucking incredible. I've seen them 10 times. Nice. They're just I've, I've traveled all over the place to see them. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's great. Is I, that like, is that your like all time? Do you have an all time? I th I, th I think so. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're the, they're the band that like spoke to me the most, like in sure. high school and stuff. Just like, uh, I mean, if you've, I mean the theme, all the themes on streetlight pretty much hit me, uh, straight in the face in like yeah. high school, college. Of yeah, just they do. Like, they're, they're like lyrical content, the way they present it with yeah. like the gang vocal type of stuff, all this, like it's cool. Oh and yeah. It's, it's, it's tough not to speak to you, right. especially if you have any sort of like uh relation to the punk music at all. Right. You know? But when you get that right down to it, they're just big old lefties. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As they all should be. Of you course. Know what I mean, I always find it strange when like a, like a conservative comes out of like those kinds of scenes. It's like, what are you doing this for? Yeah. How did you get here? Yeah. You know? Like what, 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 what was this? Like conservative hardcore bands. Yeah. Like, what uh, are you doing? I'm like, I don't, I like, maybe I'm just ignorant to that, but like the, the, the thing that's coming up, right. The band that's coming up right now is like trapped. Yeah. Like and all <laughs> the drama that was with them the past yeah. year and a half, just like you hadn't heard of this band since that headstrong song. Yeah. And it's just like, how, how 15 years later this guy ends up being a racist be a piece of shit yeah. <laughs> like okay yeah unreal. have you heard the shit about ends up being he probably always yeah, was. Right, right, right. <laughs> have you uh have you heard about this shit about eric clapton i just heard about this recently that eric clapton's a, like a oh, huge he was a, like he, openly racist person yeah he's like uh apparently did some like uh uh keep england white campaign concert oh, thing. Wow, really? Yeah, like real deep, like fully openly racist and just like him and Van Morrison did some like anti-vax collab album or some shit like that. I don't know. I just heard about this recently and I was just like, what the fuck? Like what a weird angle. There, There's there's some weird like I feel like when you're uh, when you're a teenager or whatever, you think like the only well, I guess you're not you're probably not thinking about politics when you're a teenager, but like to me, like as I've grown up and this is kind of been wrong but like to me it was just like most of the right wingness came from country music right. but then the, like you actually go into country music yeah the and history it's just of like, country music it's like was very rebellious oh yeah, yeah but very, and that's like, been and over time yeah. that's tried to be have been uh covered up by uh mainstream country and yeah. like all of that yeah. um so i've i've like come around on on country and my views on that it's just like oh no i just don't like 106.5 or right. anything that yeah, goes yeah, yeah. on there yeah um 
but like that you if you like actually look into it like johnny cash was incredible like yeah. one of the best country johnny artists cash of punk all time. as fuck he's so punk yeah but that's not the genre he, he was right. in but that dude he he i listened to i listened to one of his albums the other day and like i've I'm like trying to like do this thing where I am trying to get into everything. Yeah. Like I'm, I love, go ahead. Yeah. I, so like when I was a kid, I was just constantly staying with what was in now. I like very rarely went back. Like my parents listened to queen or oh, whatever. Queen. I think Queen's, I've Queen's always said the Queen's best. the greatest band of all time. They're, they're so good. They're like every member of that band is talented. Yeah. Like Brian May's a physicist, which is yeah. like that everything band. Like, Old bands are like, like there's a reason classic rock bands and all that. There's a reason they're put onto a pedestal. And it's just like, they're, I mean, they they get the credit of doing it before everybody else. Like the the beat, I've been on a huge Beatles kick. Like I the, saw you tweet, and I'm so glad you brought it up because that that honestly, this tweet is what made I think nice. made me like I'm Good. gonna have him on the podcast. Thank you because it was. It's my favorite take is that I think you just tweeted, imagine thinking the Beatles are overrated. Imagine. Dude, it is my biggest pet peeve because it's like, because I know so many people, especially like punk people that are just like, dude, fuck the Beatles. And it's like, you literally. Without the Beatles, you don't have punk, man. Dude, you you don't have anything. You don't get it. Like, you just don't get it because what you're doing right now, if you're a person who didn't grow up with it, I grew up with the Beatles. If you didn't grow up with the Beatles. And you're just going back and listening surface level to the music without any context. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, it's not going to appeal to you because it's evolved. Everything that you know as American popular music evolved from that. Yep. Like everything. And so if you don't understand the context, you don't understand why it was such a big deal. And you're just listening to the music and being like, I don't get it. And calling it overrated. Fuck you. Right. You know what I mean? Like you have to understand what that band fucking was, yep. you know, and how it started yep. Dude, listen to the first like singles they were doing in the fifties and then go listen to Sergeant Pepper and listen to how that band, no bands were doing that. Nope. No they, bands. They were, they were, they were the first, they were the first ones to, they were the first ones to say, let's take, let's, let's stop writing singles. Let's write a cohesive Full, album project. Yeah. All right. And then they took that. So that was rubber soul. Yeah. And then, you know, the, then revolver and then came Sergeant Pepper. Right. right? Exactly. And that's when they've like, that's when they, at that point, the Beatles like completely reinvented, uh, what a studio recording just completely exactly. reinvented yep. everything yeah. about it. Everything. I'm right. Except and for, without- except for, and this is the funniest thing to me. They were innovators of so many different studio techniques, uh, you know, double vocals, uh, um, reversing the tape so that it sounds weirder, yeah. all that Just stuff. Just fucking around and seeing what happens. They did not fuck with stereo until yeah. after all that stuff was recorded. Right. And yeah, that, yeah. that blows my mind. Yeah. Because the... George, George Martin said, um, he said it was a gimmick. And that blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I can understand thinking that because it was like that, you know, mono, um, you know, was like that for so long. Yeah. You know, it was just everything down the middle. Yep. Yeah. That is kind of crazy. I, I mean, I guess. I, 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 now that you're saying it to me, like, I can probably understand that yeah, mentality. People didn't want to split. But no, but, but I, I'm sure that the first, I, I probably, I've been doing so naturally. As I listen to the Beatles, I've, I've been reading about that. I read Wikipedia, all the Wikipedia yeah, articles. Yeah, you go down rabbit holes. I do the same oh, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, 
So all this information is like fresh on my head too because I've just been reading about oh, it a yeah. bunch nice. lately. Um, but yeah, they're just... I, I've i had so many people that I know have just like, whatever the Beatles, they're overrated. Just, and I don't know what made me tweet yeah. that that day. I was just lis- I was listening to them and I'm just... Like there was, what was it? Probably White Album or something yeah. like that. Which that one's just a collection of thirty singles, and yeah. they're all just amazing. Phenomenal, yeah. I love, I love a lot of the stuff on the White Album. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, it was then. I'm just like, how do you think this? How do you think this is bad? Right. Um. Like no other band before the Beatles sounded like this. Like, right. This exactly. is this is yeah. just insane. And that was all the and that and all the other bands that existed at that time. You know what I mean? It's not like the Beatles were the only band that existed, but every other band was just trying to compete. Yep. You know, like with, without Rubber Soul, you don't have Pet Sounds. Nope. You know, like that was the whole thing. Brian Wilson writing Pet Sounds was his. He wanted to res- be better than the Beatles. Exactly. When Rubber <laughs> Soul came out, he was like, dude, like how are we supposed to compete with this? And he just drove himself. He literally drove, drove himself, himself insane <laughs> writing pet sounds, you know, to compete with rubber soul. And then when pet sounds comes out, Paul McCartney says, God only knows the best song I've ever heard. Yep. You know what I mean? And then they write Sergeant Pepper. Yep. You know? And it's just like, yep. And you just, and that's what led to everything that exists in popular music and in pop culture with music. Like, I think my other favorite thing about the Beatles is how, um, both, they influenced Bob Dylan to have like a whole backing band and Bob Dylan like showed like, I think, uh, I think Ringo was like already a big, like Americana, like folksy guy, country guy. But like Bob Dylan was like, like basically was the one who was just like, you should incorporate that a little bit into your sound. It's cause they were on a tour together or whatever. Right. Like Dylan, Dylan and the Beatles just Dylan, Dylan's another one I want to just dive into. Yeah. I'm there's that like, one documentary, mm-hmm. but it's so long. It's like three hours. Oh. And I remember I watched part of it. I took a class at Fredonia called History of the Music Industry. Mm-hmm. And we watched part of the documentary of the Bob Dylan. And so it's like not edited. Like it's just all raw footage, just like in a random order of like this, like, I don't know what it was, but I remember being like, this is the most boring thing I've ever watched. And it really bummed me out because I wanted to know more about Bob Dylan. Yeah. I remember I, I watched that Showtime did a documentary series about the basement tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought is, was super cool. And that whole idea of like just getting a cabin in the woods and just sitting there and for months and just writing, writing and recording every idea that you have. And just, it's just became this whole thing. And then every unused idea they brought, do you know the thing about the new basement tapes? No. So the new basement, I, I'm not very, that's what I'm saying. I, I like have to go down that. Okay. That yeah. This is all I know. This yeah, is, okay. this is the most that okay. I know. I, beyond this, I don't really know. So the basement tapes was a whole series that Bob Dylan and his band did where they went to, they just, got this cabin in the woods converted into a studio uh and just lived there for a few months and just wrote and you know recorded everything that they had but a lot of it was just lyrics Mm -hmm. and so um a few years ago they started this band called the new basement tapes which was it was like marcus mumford from the mumford and sons elvis costello was part of it um a few other just like big name people that they just formed this like super group and they took a sheet like a few of these unused lyrics from the basement tapes era of Bob Dylan and wrote their own songs around it. Oh wow. And it's super cool. There's a documentary about it on Showtime. It's super fucking cool. I'll have to check that out. Um yeah. So that that's all I got on Bob Dylan though. But either way. Yeah. But anyway, so it's been weird going I feel like I've constantly lived in today with music. So yeah. it's I've just been like trying my best to listen to everything yeah, that same. came before. 
and it's hard. There's yeah. so much. I went down a Beach Boys rabbit hole for a while, a good, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then now I'm, I'm, I found this. Actually, my boss showed me. There's this podcast series that The Ringer is doing. I don't know if you're familiar with The Ringer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Spotify original that The Ringer is doing. It's called uh, 60 Songs That Explain the 90s. Okay. In each episode, there's going to be, I mean, it's not, it's go, still going on right now, but it's going to be 60 episodes. Right. And what's cool about it is it's not like a VH1 countdown kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's not like the 60 best songs of the 90s or, or the 60 like songs that, you know, def- I don't know. It's just like 60 songs that like, they're not necessarily good reviews of the songs. They were just songs that were important at the time culturally and like everything that was going on around them. And it's amazing because I like going down these rabbit holes. Right. So like, uh, this, the one I listened to one of the first episodes, they do cream by the Wu-Tang clan. Okay. And the whole episode was like incredible about this whole story of the Wu-Tang clan and everything. And then he mentions the Showtime documentary series about Wu-Tang clan on that episode. So I was like, Oh shit. So now I'm watching that. Right. And now right. I'm getting super into Wu-Tang clan. Right. Wu-Tang's then, awesome, man. Dude, it's amazing. And, uh, and I've always been a fan of Wu-Tang. You know what I mean? I just never really went down the rabbit hole. So now I'm watching this documentary series. And now mm-hmm. there's a Hulu series. That's like a, uh, a redramatization or just dramatization uh, that like RZA produces about like their whole story. And I'm just like all in it. So, nice. and then there's another episode that I listened to that was, uh, mayonnaise by the smashing pumpkins smashing pumpkins is another band i re- never really got into you know i know the hits but like i love the 90s grunge era and mm-hmm. shit so went down the smashing pumpkins rabbit hole siamese dream is it's one of the inc- fucking coolest oh, albums i've ever heard and they talk about on this podcast about how like why why smashing pumpkins just didn't take off and it was just because nirvana just beat them to it yep that was really it. You yeah. Know? Oh man, Nirvana. Nirvana is a band I was dumb about for a very long. See, Nirvana's time. a band I've always been obsessed with. Yeah, I've read. You're, you were so you were right, and I was wrong. And now I'm <laughs> now I'm there with you. Yeah. Uh, I remember in middle school, my middle school library had three different biographies about either Nirvana or Kurt Cobain, and I read all of them cover to cover, uh, and I just was like obsessed with. Like, I just wanted to be Kurt Cobain. You know what I mean? Like, he was just the guy that I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like, you know, I always, I just related everything that, I mean, actually his upbringing until he, his parents got divorced was extremely similar to mine. And I think that's why I was so drawn to it. Mm-hmm. When I read these biographies, I was just like, whoa, like this literally feels like my life. Yeah. You know? So I was just, and you know, I've always wanted to like had the rock star dream, whatever. And so Nirvana just always been one of my top bands, but that's another band that people are going to always just call overrated just because they're one of the biggest bands in the world there. So they're, and never mind is insane. <laughs> that's an album. I feel like you can listen to without context. Yeah. They just put it on yep. hit play, start to finish. And like, how does it not blow your fucking mind? I know. Dude? It's insane. I, I, a few years ago, um, you know, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea L, right? Chelsea yeah, she's going to be on the podcast, actually. I hit oh, her up recently. Nice, yeah. nice. Very yeah, cool. So that's how I know you, is right. through Chelsea. Right, yeah. because I was in Stress Dolls yes. at the time, and you were the other me or something yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, were... But I was doing the the radio show oh, right, yeah. in Fredonia. That was her show. She started that's that right. show. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I ended up taking it over. So her and I have always had a... So of course you know Chelsea. Yeah, she's I should awesome. have known that. We've, we've played the show together yeah. before. Um, but either way, the why did I bring this up? We played a Nirvana cover show. Uh, oh, cool! Like two or three years Big ago. Big fan of cover shows. Yeah, so like every Halloween, uh, Mohawk Place has like some bands, and they'll all do like full cover yeah. shows. We'd done we'd done it before. We'd done uh, Pixies. That was a great Sick. that was a great Sick. show. But this time we did Nirvana, and that was like really the first time I was able to just really 
sit down and take apart Nirvana. And that's when it hit me. I was yeah. just like, this oh, band is nuts. these yeah. song structures are so weird and yeah. good. So like that, Kurt Cobain hates normal song structures. And it's, yeah. I love that he hates that. So, same thing. So like, I've always like, I grew up with, so like my note, I don't, it's hard to pick an all time favorite, but I, I guess I would pick Blink-182 and uh, which a lot of people are going to groan, will always groan at me for it. I don't give a fuck because it was just like, that is the band that's just like at such a young age, I connected to. I'd grown in their current form, but oh, I mean, I, I, yeah. I loved, I mean, I loved early. Blink, yeah. I don't know how you don't like for me, Enema of the State was 1999. Yeah. I was 10 years old. Yeah. I was just discovering Dirty Words. Yeah. Like, it was oh, that's, great. that's the perfect age to be at when that album came <laughs> Right. Out. Yeah. So I didn't discover Blink. At least how I remember it, I probably heard him before, but I remember there was a specific day. It's crazy how I have these weird memories in my brain, dude. Mm. But there was a specific day uh, when I was like maybe five or six years old. I remember uh, me and my brothers were we were all getting ready for to go to church. It was a Sunday morning, and uh, we were living in South Buffalo. And my brother's just on the computer and just like this that that same gateway computer and just like playing random songs. And the rock show had was the single okay. so the rock show had just come out and so I, 2001 2002 yeah, yeah it might have been 2000 okay um because 2001 was take off your pants and jacket. Right, so whenever right. the rock show came out because it was a single at the time mm-hmm. and he was it was a new song and my brother was playing it and i remember i was just five or six years old and it just caught my attention i was just like what is this yep my brother's like uh blink 22 it's called the rock show and i just like listen to it over and over and over again over and over again and then from then on out i just listened to that band forever and uh but now I play in a Blink-182 cover band. And when I started... I gotta well, see that. When we started that, we're... Dude, back to the beginning when we said book and shows again, we have... I've been, you're, you're close, huh? <laughs> I've been sending out emails and it's just like nobody's fucking responding. So uh, we're trying though. Um, so hopefully something will happen. Uh, if anybody wants a Blink-182 cover band uh, to play anywhere, I'll put, up. I'll put out some feelers. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've got 2,500 followers on Twitter. One, somebody, somebody has really? to... That's has, awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's... <laughs> sure <laughs> the, the the thing with the blinkly two cover band is like i would love like we were doing the, our, the first show we ever did was a private party yeah um and it was super fun so like any any like private I mean, private, private parties are if you're a band play a private party yeah it's Just awesome dude it. you get yeah you get even, like i mean decent so, decent money like because right. you can kind of charge I don't I'm not a business guy don't listen to me right. but like but like private parties are where it's at if you're, if you're a cover band or anything yeah and uh yeah so I play in the I got the blank cover band and then I just have like a 90s 2000s cover band which is just post-prom um we just started a 90s cover cover band to pay for our record right you and, but, uh, uh you you called it posture promise that's right that's yeah, right we yeah just made post-prom longer amazing <laughs> uh which is so funny because it's such a stupid name and it makes no sense but like we don't give a fuck and uh but we, the first show we ever did with that was a wedding, you know, yeah. and it was, and that was awesome. And then we did a few more weddings, like, and it's just, yeah, the private party thing is fucking awesome. Yes. But anyway, so <laughs> when we started the Blink cover band and I started learning these songs was when I like the same thing with your, like, I, I had already loved the band, but it just made me appreciate, like, I'm like, dude, Tom DeLonge is an extremely underrated guitarist. He Dude, some of these songs are like. That's so fucking cool. Like they're so fun to play because they're such a, he had such a unique way of playing the guitar and the way he wrote these songs were like really what made them what they were. So are you an angels guy? Uh, to a certain extent, the first like two albums or, yeah. or three albums, whatever the love albums. Yep. Uh, love part one is fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, the, the, you know, the first, three, we don't need to the, whisper is phenomenal. First, yeah. And, uh, I empire. All three yes, of those, are all three great. of those phenomenal. Those, those are what, those are what, 
Blink One Eighty Two was was fine to me. They were I wasn't obsessed with them like you were, but I di- I did love them. But I didn't get super into Blink until I listened to Angels. That's super funny. And was like, and was like, holy shit! Like Tom is Tom can write a song any way he wants to. The Adventure. When I first heard that song, because mm-hmm. that was their first single. Yep. I remember I was getting again. I remember this too. I, <laughs> I remember when I first heard the song. I was getting ready for school. And me and my little brother used to just, when we were getting ready for school, we just put MTV on and they mm-hmm. played music videos in the morning. And it was like, uh, you know, if it was a new song, they put world premiere at the bottom. Yep. So it was like world premiere, angels and airwaves, the adventure, whatever. And I'm watching it. And, uh, this is it. So like, it was a weird time. So this is like what? 2005. Yes. Right. So I'm 10 and I don't really know, like I love liquid two's music, but I don't really know who they are. Yep. So I don't know that this is the guy from liquid two yep. in front of me. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. just watching this, but then I start hearing him sing mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is Blake One Eighty Two. Like, am I watching Blake One Eighty Two? Like, right. cause his voice is so recognizable. And then I realize it's not Blake One Eighty Two. I didn't even know they were broken up. You know, yeah. like I was so disconnected. Like I had no idea how this shit worked. Right. You know? You're 10. Yeah. <laughs> I just know the songs. Right? right. So yeah. So, and then I heard the adventure and like, Dude, that song to this day is it might works. be a top ten all time song for me. Like it, it's like very it's weirdly it's it lifts you up almost. Yeah, in a way. It, it's and plus you're watching the video and Tom's just sort of dancing around yeah, with it. Like yeah. like he he's the he's the guitarless vocalist he always wanted to be. Even yeah. though like I love you, Tom, but like Oh, he's he's off get, the rails. We now. we yeah. we need we need that pitch shifter for you bad, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so uh, the but. adventure that, about what you were saying about how it makes you feel. I bring going back to the other me. The, there was another me song that I had a lyric that said, uh, um, we like songs that make us feel invincible or whatever. And mm-hmm. that is literally a direct line about songs like that. Yes. Like those songs that make you feel like you can run through a fucking brick yes. wall. You know what I mean? Oh, or yeah. Like I also, also think of the scene in perks of being a wallflower when they're in the truck and listening to heroes by David Bowie. And they're just like arms in the air. You mean those kinds of songs that just, those are my, that's my favorite shit. Any gaslight anthem song. Uh, <laughs> How do you think that yeah, Brian Fallon's ever I was going to say Brian Fallon in general is just, I, I, celebrate every everything the guy's written like yeah all his solo stuff is great too like there will be days where i'm listening to his solo stuff and i'll be like this is this is is better than gaslight like like just the way he's like he's always been a good songwriter now but now he's like a better technical yeah like he's worked real hard on it like and he's he's even like talked about like how he's just like a guy in a studio told me if i played the way i played i'd never make it and like ever since then and he just listened yeah and it's funny because i remember seeing that and i have a similar experience where i'm just like trying to track bass in a studio and it's just like dude what the what the fuck it's just like yeah i don't know it's just like and ever since then it's just like before i go to a studio i seriously make sure that i know what i'm doing and i know what i'm gonna lay down yeah dude since i started going to gcr oh since i started working with with jay oh jay 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 Jay, uh, if Jay, if you're gonna watch this, you you uh, you made me, you really Same, made bro. me. So I you got re- that motherfucker's face. Yeah, I was I was gonna yeah. say like I see G, uh, Jay's on Jay's yeah. on your arm at all times. Well, and, I got this is these are all Jay bands on my arm. Oh, okay, cool, tattooed. So nice. that's but but working with Jay professionally like. Yeah, it was kind of the same thing. Like it, he only needed to say something to me once, and yeah. ever since then, I've just taken it so yep. much more seriously. I've become such uh, uh, a way better musician since working with Jay and me just too. working at GCR. You know I mean? I mean, when you're working in just like a real professional studio, it's like mm-hmm. you know, it's it's 
it puts a new layer on it of like, all right, we're fucking doing something here. You yeah. know? And it's like, so time to show up. GCR, GCR is, uh, it's, you feel things when you're, when you're recording there, honestly. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I love that. Especially studio, if, if, were you ever, have you ever been there and Robbie just walks in? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Dude. Oh, so when we were, so <laughs> I actually have never told this story publicly, uh, and I will now, nice. but, uh, we just recorded a post-prom album. Uh, la- we finished it uh, up last like September. Yeah, I was gonna say that's been in the works for a little bit, right? Yeah, it's been it's it's gonna be. What's so funny is by the time it's released, it's gonna be over a year since it's been like done tracking. So, yeah. um, the mixing and mastering process was it took a long time. It's a full length album, you know. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's been a you know some of the songs were some of the first songs we wrote as a band. So it's uh it's been a long time coming for sure. But when we were making it. Um, we were doing guitars and it's during COVID. So only a few of us can be there. So it's just me and Charlie there for most of the guitar days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Goo Goo Dolls were demoing upstairs. Uh, and so there was just a few days where John Resnick was just like hanging out, you know, and he was just like popping into our sessions and just like shooting the shit with us. It was, okay, it was really cool. fucking cool. Especially as a Goo Goo Dolls was like a, a huge, like, I mean, I've always loved my, Loved Buffalo. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like when I found out the Goo Goo Dolls were from Buffalo, I was maybe like 10 or 11 years old. And that's when I just gravitated towards that band. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to know more about this. As a person who was like, you know, as a 10 year old who wanted to be a guy who made it out, I'm going right. to look into this band that made it out, you yeah. know? And just, I've always been like, John Resnick was like my fucking hero growing up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, cause he was the guy. He did it. He did what I'm trying to do. Right. And uh, so that was just a very surreal moment of him just being popping in. And then there are, um, there was one day when we were there, and I, Charlie might know the story better than I do, but because uh, I was kind of completely fucking just like stargazed by the whole situation, is yeah. that he uh, let us, uh, he heard something, he knew what we were going for, and just was like, uh, here's this guitar. And it was like his old, like yellow Ibanez. It's like an eight thousand dollar guitar, yeah. And he just hands it to Charlie, and he's like, "Give that a go." And I, I know Charlie is just sitting there, like, "Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> like, dude, this, like, yeah. And John Resnick is a fucking shredder, dude. That dude oh. is a phenomenal guitar player. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah. So Charlie, there are parts on our new album that Charlie is playing John Resnick's guitars. Holy shit! Like man. that was personally handed to him uh, on by a, John Resnick. You know one I mean? day so. when you're, you're like. You, you've made it and all that and you have a wikipedia article for the album That's you the can li- you can literally say what you recorded with right john resnick yeah. you know what's Ibanez. funny we took i took notes of every single piece of equipment we used on Good. the record on each song we had a, a giant spreadsheet every head cab guitar bass like every like everything we used I put it at, so every song I have a, there's notes of what we did, which nice. I wanted to do on purpose because it was just such a big deal to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm making my first real full length album, that's, you know? So yeah, that's something like 20 years from now, 20 years for its 20th anniversary. You include that as like a special piece. Yeah. Right. With like, the vinyl, just like a sheet that's right. just like on this song, we use this and this and yeah, yeah. this person's playing this instrument and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully it pays off that well. I mean, um, I I think the world of you guys. Like, I oh, thank you, you. you 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 see me every once in a while. I'll post a. This is what I do now. I, I take screenshots of what I'm listening to and yeah. I tweet it out. And yeah, I, think, I do remember you. And I and I think stuff. does anybody give a shit about this? Right. I don't care. Yeah. I give a shit about it, and that's yeah. all that matters. Um, but yeah, post prom is. I I can't wait. I'm happy to hear that. And what. 
Can you share a release date? It's okay. We don't if have you one can. set. Yeah. We don't have one set. So Charlie's been in Utah. Yeah, he's he's been having a hot yeah, hot guy summer, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's been crushing it. Um, I yeah, he's been having the best time. He looks like he's the happiest he's ever been. Yeah. Um, but he's leaving. I know he's leaving Utah. I think today or tomorrow, and he's going to Colorado for a little bit, and then he's coming home. He's got to be sure, home. Are you sure? It, every t- every He's time he tweets, I'm just like, is right. he coming back? <laughs> Dude, I know. So uh, I know he said he has to be back by the second, which is next Friday. Oh, okay. So he has to be back by then um, because he has a wedding or something. So he will be back next week at some point. So we'll see. But um, we are we're so we were supposed to shoot the album art and shoot a video uh, with Ben Lieber uh, months ago, but John and I both got COVID. So that got put out, and then right after Charlie went to Utah. So now we've so now he's coming back. We're shooting the video, shooting an album art. Um, you know, then we have to submit it on all the distribution. Well, you know, we're gonna try to shop it a little bit, see what we can do. We want to shop it as a completed project, you know. So, sure. um, and then you know, if you know, put it on the distribution sites. You know, submit it to playlists. Try to get it as big as a release as we can, which is gonna take some time. So yeah, fall. That's all I know. Cool. Um, hopefully, we'll have a single out by September. Okay. Um, and you know, we'll see what happens, but, uh, you know, I'm in no rush to put it out really just because I just want to make sure it's done the right way. You know, that, that we're doing it exactly how it should be doing it. So it gets into the most ears as possible. Good. That's, that's, that's literally awesome. all we're trying to do, you know? So, uh, but I think people are going to really like it just because, um, the lyrics I wrote on it are just all about a lot of what we were talking about earlier about. I just, I mean, Oof, I almost just dropped the album name, no. which we've been keeping secret. I, I literally almost just dropped it. Uh, but you can, the whole you, can, you could always edit. And that's stuff true. Like yeah, that. I I try not to though. Yeah, but I so, know. Yeah. um, but the album is just about uh how we carry ourselves in the world in the digital age and how we let it affect us and and that that kind of stuff and um how it plays into our relationships and all those kinds of things. So I think I I really hope it resonates with people. I, I hope people find it relatable. Um. And I'm I'm really proud of what we did. I think it's fucking cool. And uh, yeah, I think people are gonna like. It. I think you're gonna fucking love yeah. it. There's I can't just, wait. I can't wait. There's uh just '90s rock influence. There's just Jimmy World, Jim Blossoms, Goo Goo Dolls, uh, Third Eye Blind, just sprinkled all over it. So nice. Yeah, nice. That's my shit. What are you working on musically? Nothing personally. I've never been much of a writer. Sure. Um, what bands are you? I mean, what bands am I? Uh, so I think I. I might be able to drop this. Eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Uh, do you know uh, Brendan Orr of the Strokes? Of course, uh, the Strokes One cover of my best band. Brendan yeah. Brendan's the man. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess uh, they're. Him and I played T-ball together when we were oh, like yeah? five. Oh yeah. I guess I guess their drummer needs to 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 uh, take a couple of the Strokes shows off. Okay. Um. So I guess the I'll drummer be... of the Strokes band is Nick. Yeah. Who plays guitar in post prom? Right. Right. <laughs> I knew this. Cause, right. Oh man. It's and I've I've also played a show with Canadis before where okay. where I think one you of play the drums. No, I don't oh. play drums. So I, I I was gonna say the drummer it needs to do something, and I guess the bass player Jonah. plays drums, yes. and I'm gonna play bass cool. for a couple of those shows. Cool, so that's rad. They're, they're, I don't think that's like we don't have like anything ironed out concrete. But Brendan was like, "Here's five dates. I don't think we need you for all of them, but right. we're gonna need you for some of them." Yeah. So. That should be cool. So I guess yeah, uh, there'll be some stuff in the fall. I don't um, want to give give any dates out cool. yet. But you were, I think you were playing with Marky I was in Marky Grand. Grand. Yeah. yeah, that's not a thing anymore. That no, that's not a thing. Okay. I over over pandemic. I I love those guys. Yeah, they're they're good dudes. Um, 
Matt, John, and Josh. Um, I think they got a new bass player. Anyway, over pandemic, I just was like, I'm getting old. Like, they want to make it. They're going for they're, it. They're yeah. going for it, and they can do it. And that's why they're I was, good. That's, I like that band a lot. That's Shout why Marky Graham. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, yeah, I, I can't be in with. I I'm like at this point in my life where it's just like I can't be in a thing where I'm traveling around and, and things like that. Like we went to Indiana to record like four tracks and yeah. that was probably the funnest experience. The most, the most, the funnest. I can't believe I said that. The most shit. fun experience of funnest should be a word. It rolls off. The tongue. Honestly, it doesn't even sound bad, but, but yeah. I remember just being accosted by my English teachers right. in grade school. Yeah. Like, you can't say that word. Why not? Right. It's not a bad word. Yeah, they should change that. Whoever's yeah. in charge of that. <laughs> English it. language. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, the at the English o- language somebody is at Oxford, so already somebody fucked. at Oxford, Oxford, you know what I mean? Please change this. Yeah. Right. It's right. It's already just this bastardized language yeah. of all these Nothing other languages. Nothing makes sense. Anyway. It's not, yeah, exactly. Just make funnest a word. It's just sound, it right. sounds fine. Anyway, um, so it just came to a point where it's just like, I don't want to hold anything back. I love you guys, but like, I'm going to play this online show with you guys, and that'll be my last hurrah. Okay. Um, so... I still talk to uh, I still talk to them uh, some more than others, um, but I love all those guys equally. And just um, there's no there's nothing bad there. It's just I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Um, it, it's the type of thing where I'm just like I, I, I'm cool with just being a local player for the rest of my totally. life. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I mean, even that's where like post prom is at. Like our it's, it, our dude, goal is to either be like if we're not going to be an internet sensation, right? Uh, at least try to be like regionally known. You know, like we're not trying to fucking go on DIY tours and you want to be like a Pentimento type of yeah, uh, famous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just every once in a while, if we could just fill Mohawk Place, like I'm. Cool with that yeah you know i i got it so the one we played the one show we played rec room and we were able to sell out rec room wow, and that might awesome. have been the coolest thing ever we, and it's all because josh ozarzik knows freaking everybody yeah. in buffalo that's dude that's <laughs> that's what playing in a band with brendan Orr will get you too. he knows yeah. everybody in buffalo dude, too we played we we were direct support for canadas for their ep release show one of the last shows we played before things shut yep. down mm-hmm. and it was at rec room dude there were so many fucking people there. Yeah. It was insane. Oh, Same yeah. thing with uh, Fernway, dude. Fernway can draw. Uh, homies with those dudes. I love those dudes. They've been around forever. Uh, forever, dude. I was playing... Rescue, Rescue Dawn. Rescue Dawn, dude. I was, I was playing shows with them at X Wheels when oh, I was like God. 14. Oh, yeah. my God. Th- yeah, that's when going I was back in to Single like... File Riot was my oh, wow. first band. Yeah. That's going back to... Do you remember a band called Letter Set? Yes. Yeah. I So, like... Yo, I think I played with Letter yeah, Set. I think let, I played a show with Letter yeah, Set Yeah, Letter, Letter Set was cool. Um, Like, all those guys are my grade. I was friends with the drummer, Josiah, yeah, Letter Set, The mixtape. Uh, I remember them. The mixtape was mix a mixtape was around. a thing. Um, my city, my secret was huge. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, oh man. Aurora, which was Mike <laughs> O'Connor's band. That band was cool. Mm-hmm. We played with them a lot. Um, yeah, there were a lot of bands. I mean, Mandy K. Like, like, going, like that's just going back in the day. Like, that's not even talking about bands that are around now. Like the local right. bands that are around now. Yeah. But like, there that was, was so just, many. That was the ones. first scene that I knew. Yeah, me too. That was my me first too. introduction to the Buffalo music scene. Yeah, those bands. Yeah, me and too. it was all X Wheels. Yeah, uh, X Wheels. That was like yeah. the place. Yeah, that, X Wheels. Where it all Infinity. started. It was all after dark. It was Club just and, Club yeah. Shout out Dennis Ferry for just Club Infinity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I used to play Club Infinity. Yeah, those, those, Th- those are my years. favorite. Those are my favorite streetlight shows, yeah. honestly. Because were you oh, at the streetlight show at the waiting room in the floor cave? Then yes, I was. Nice. That's yeah. legendary. That's it's a legendary le- like story th- to have. That that show is great, and for whatever they've stopped coming to Buffalo since then. They really? haven't been here since because that floor caved in there, and then they had a makeup show at Town Ballroom later, 
and the power went out during their no set way. while they were playing. Uh, yes, Buffalo's just an omen. Yeah, them. yeah. So, yeah. so they literally like Buffalo. Why do you hate us so much? Right. It was just so. It was so yeah. funny. And I'm like, ha ha ha. But it's been like seven years, eight years at yeah. this point. And maybe they uh, with back. them being lefties, maybe uh, Andy Walsh. <laughs> oh being yeah, there you might go. Bring them back. I think. A, I think an issue with them for a little while was they wanted to. They they got to a point in their lives where we're like we can't tour 360 days sure. of the year anymore. So. We're going to tour every weekend instead. Totally. So, so, so I think they took like, they're playing like major cities, but before pandemic, they made an announcement like, we're going to play smaller cities this year. Yeah. And then the pandemic. Okay. So maybe they'll come back. I would love, I've never seen them. So, or I might have seen them on a warp tour. That's enough. Yeah. I saw, did you see them? Maybe we saw them at the same warp tour. Thomas broke his arm. And he couldn't play guitar, so they stole the they stole they they took the they borrowed they borrowed the guitar player from Big D and the kids table to fill in. Yeah. And Thomas was just a vocalist, and it was the, it was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Maybe to see what ever. year? Twenty. I was in. I was coming off my sophomore year of college. That would have been like twenty, twenty ten, maybe. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Uh, so if warp tour, my warp tour years were like twenty twelve. I think I was 16 okay, or 2011. I think when I met my first one, I was like 16. Uh, and like, I went from like 2011 to like 2014, maybe. Yeah. I, I, right didn't, up. I, I didn't I go to the last one. I think I went to the one right before the last one. I want to say I went to like two warp t- tours and I was yeah. just like, it's a lot. It's a lot. And yeah. like back then I was only going to see like a couple of bands. I'm yeah. like, you're playing a 20 minute. This is I found a lot. Of, I mean, I found every time I die through yeah, tour. I didn't it, even know that band was a thing. See, I wasn't in my music discovery right. phase of my life right. yet. You're like I know what I like. I, I was very I like. much an, cool. I know what I like person back then. Yeah. And I've just, I don't know what changed in me, but like I stopped being, I stopped being like, I stopped hating music. I, yeah, I, I, nice. I finally came to a point where I'm just like, there's no point in talking about stuff that you don't like listening to. Yep. Just talk about stuff. That, that's my pin tweet. Dude, it's my, yeah. It's my favorite thing I, that I've ever said. I cannot said. stand when I see people <laughs> shitting on any sort of music. Right. On uh, If it's not for you, you just yeah. don't have to talk about it. Right. Unless and I the person to... is a piece of shit, like, yeah. just don't talk right. about totally, it. Right, totally, totally. <laughs> that's a different story in itself. But right. I was talking about it last week. Uh, I had Greg Colbon, and we were talking about it because I just, like, you know, I loved, I've always like loved bands that people shit on. Like I love the front bottoms and everybody likes shitting on that band. You know what it's, I mean? And, like I loved I, in their first like two albums. I loved 21 pilots, you dude, know, I and everybody shits st- on that band. You know? I, it's just, like, I still like 20, like yeah, I still I like their stuff. A, long time. a yeah. lot of their stuff. I was just like, I don't know what's going on here anymore. Yeah. I, but their um, first two albums. I love, Oh, you're talking about a uh, vessel and, and, and the face. Oh, Vessel and Blurry Face. They, they they have a self-titled from before that. That's it was a lot of the same songs as Vessel, though, right? No. Okay, so there was. There I was, don't remember. No, I trust. <laughs> I, was I was. I was like super into it, so yeah. I I know this. They had a self-titled, where they were like an actual four-piece band. Yeah. And then they had this compilation called Regional at Best. Where, I remember that. Where like six of the tracks ended up being on Vessel, oh, and then okay. they had Blurry Face. Gotcha. But if you ever get a chance to, or just start I probably did in the mood to listen to their first album, and you'll be like, this is nothing like what they yeah, became. Yeah. yeah, well, I liked Vessel a lot, and I liked Vessel Blurry is super Face. good. Yeah, and then I moved down. Um, also, I love the front bottoms. The front yep. bottoms, I think the front bottoms are what like, it's weird that they like awoke a weird, they awoke an attitude within me where it's like okay to talk about yourself 
in yeah. a funny way yeah or in a or in a disparaging way or yeah. just like in a it's okay to they, they were the first band where it's like it's okay to casually talk about how you're feeling yeah which like i'd listen to emo bands and stuff throughout high school yeah, and it's, I, different, with it's from, yeah. different it's like that's like very meaningful where it's like brian yeah. sellis just saying like i went to smoke weed and it right. was great the first, and- <laughs> the first front bottom song i heard was awkward conversations yeah um which thinking you know, about awkward hugs yeah the, the, where the the chorus is really what pulled me in which was i personally think it's too cold to have the windows open but you want to smoke your menthol cigarettes yep and i was like whoa I was like, what a crazy, that's your hook. You, you can just say that as a hook? Yeah. What? Yeah, totally. I, I think- personally think it's too cold to have the windows open, but you like to smoke your menthol cigarettes. And what's crazy is like, that's a super good line. It's such a good line. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. And like, so that's really what pulled me into that band mm-hmm. um, was that song. And then I, you know, and then Twit Size Mattress, you know, dude, and I, I didn't hear them until their, I didn't hear them until like their third full length Um the one that where they joined Fueled by Ram before. So back on top was the first front bottom. Back on top was phenomenal. Help was the first help. I heard yeah, help on the radio. That was the single. Yeah. That I was the single. That was on 1077. That was the single. All summer. Um, and I like instantly fell in love. Yeah. And then like listening to more and more of it. And back just, on top was a phenomenal. It's album. phenomenal. Yeah. It's like that's like the shift for them though, right? Yeah, that's, that's when, where they became a radio band. Right. But I liked it. But but also they the people who have jumped off on the front bottoms, like I implore you to like try again. The like, new tr- most recent album is great. In I didn't like the one flames. in between. Oh, see, try try it again. Just try it. Yeah. Just keep it trying. It was just it. too weird for me. It's it's definitely weird, but listen to it. Uh, that came out when I was that came out when I was twenty eight. Listen to it when you're twenty eight. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to do that. Like yeah. like going gray is like a weird yeah album. That one, yeah, it, right. It like. Going, I understand why people don't like it, but it yeah. like came for me. I didn't at think it was like bad, time. you know, just didn't really do much for me. But the it's, most recent one, I thought their was most great. radio friendly, yeah. just like they. Although that the peace sign middle finger song is alright. That song is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That the, 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 uh, vacation. I saw them on that tour. Yeah, yeah. So that was what sold me on that album. Yeah, seeing them play all those songs live. Some bands just like they'll put something out and it's just like, you got to see it live yep. in order for you to understand how it works. And yep. that was what made me go back to going great. Yeah. Cause I was low on that album until, um, I saw that uh, river works. Right. Yep. I think. Yeah, I and there, then, yeah. and then after that, I was, yeah. I, I think peace sign is the song where I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I was obsessed. After that. Yeah. That was a cool, that's a cool song. But anyway, we've been talking a lot. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, we just hit an hour and a half. So nice. it's perfect. Cool. Um, what's your podcast called again? Uh, podcast is called, uh, between two rebuilds between it's, two rebuilds it was that's supposed, so fucking funny it was it was supposed to be a play on how the sabers are in this point where like we know they're gonna have to rebuild yeah. again yeah but now they're probably we probably came too late uh where the show name is probably going to be irrelevant by next year because they're going to yeah, be rebuilding keep again it no no honestly i'm glad i love that we named it that yeah, it's it so was funny. like the perfect thing absolutely um to be like all right what else do we talk about yeah. between two rebuilds um going back to the sabers do you know who we're drafting because probably well it depends on because they're going to trade jack right 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 so that's the so whole, it really depends on, yeah. and i guess the big deal that's coming the big deal right now that like uh uh chad d d d dominicus uh well you'll see him on twitter He'll he's basically like all in on the ducks. Him and him, uh, the he ducks. He thinks Jack's going to the ducks. I, we we you know Jack to the ducks seems like a a, a good. It it seems like it to be sense. the one that makes sense. Uh, mostly because 
the Ducks have the third overall pick, and like they'd absolutely need to include that in a trade for him. Yeah, hypothetically. So where we would have first and third, you're thinking? Right. Yeah. So I definitely think they're going to end up taking the Owen Power kid. Um, he's been the guy that's like most consistently okay. been number one. He's a defenseman though, so like, yeah. like they don't like they have. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say they don't need defensemen, but like they need forwards more. Yeah. They yeah. need everything. They need a goalie. <laughs> they need a they rebuild. Need, they need a right. They need yeah. a rebuild. Yeah. But funny. But so who knows? But yeah. I think ultimately they'll end up having like two high picks. So yeah. they'll get like a defenseman. The defenseman. Uh, Owen Power and then whatever forward that they probably want probably. but they desperately need a forward cool but the thing is like neither of them probably play this year they probably go back to school or go back yeah. to junior or yeah. whatever so like we'll just have a year of Hockey whatever fucking wild it it's the weirdest when, when it, it's why I like the NFL a lot the NFL draft makes sense to me yeah. you know you go to college and then you enter a draft and like yeah. everybody's an adult and then you just go to play for the team right in yeah. the NHL they draft you when you're 17 18 right. And then you might not see the league for another six years. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Or if you're Jack Eichel, you see it right away. Like yeah. it, it, it's, and then you get your heart broken. Yeah, right. It, in Jack's defense, none of it was his fault. He's the yeah. only thing that worked. Yep. Him and Reinhardt are the only things yeah. that were good. I've always been a big Reinhardt guy. Reinhardt, uh, it sucked. They're probably going to lose him, too. Yeah, I know. It's a bummer. It I just, like Reinhardt uh, a lot. Like, when you when we talk about the rebuild everybody says you know the tank didn't work it's like no the tank is literally the only thing that worked yeah they got the guy that they wanted well right. they got the second guy that yeah, they wanted, yeah yeah but they wanted one of the two guys right so i mean they got what they wanted it's just they couldn't put anything else around them and another thing that i that keeps coming up is like they literally tore that 2015 team down to the studs yeah so that they could get that they I feel like in that sense, they like they hurt themselves more than they helped in yeah. terms of just they, they weren't ready to lay down and make all those trades and get rid of all these draft picks. And now they just haven't been able to get anything by drafting. OK, last question about last the Sabres. OK, um, do you think Kim Pagula is a big problem or do you think people are misogynistic and just blaming her? I think I think the Pagulas in general are a problem. I don't think you can lay that on just Kim. Okay. I think that portion of it is misogynistic. Right. But I also think because that's it's, what it's it's hard not to feel that when you hear it. You know what I mean? also think it's okay to question that she is the president of two different major sports teams. Yeah. That's like not a situation right. in any yeah, other a little nepotist. It, right. It's like not a thing in any other thing. Like the Pagulas have a pretty unique situation in that they own yeah. the Sabres and the Bills. Right. Um and I mean, Russ, I said the same thing about Russ Brandon. You can't be the president of two teams. Right. And like, that's just a criticism I'm going to hold against anybody. Yeah. 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 Like, um, I don't, I don't, but think... in general, I think the Pagulas meddle too much in hockey decisions. Yeah. So, right. And I think the best thing they ever did with the Bills was just let Brendan Bean do fucking everything. They, they, uh, the Bills, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. Yeah. Just let them run shit. I'm pretty sure there's like an agreement in place there where like they're just not involved, not allowed to be. I think in, that was part of Beans. Not allowed to be involved yeah. because, and also like now that they have the track record, the nice thing with the Bills is like they immediately got the track record to show for that and like to get that. Like there's not a single Savers GM or coach so far that have, I want to say, earned that immunity. Correct. But also, yeah. also it's one of those things where, like, are they ever going to? Right. Like, is it just going to be a thing where they're on a short leash the entire time? Right. To me, to me, it's a hubris thing, and the Pagulas need to figure out that they need to make a hiring, and they need to stay out of the way for, yeah. like, maybe the next two or three years. Yep. 
and I don't think that's truly ever happened yet. Yep. <laughs> so like there's there's literally a video online of Terry Pagula in a room with Kevin Adams when they're signing Taylor Hall. This is the guy that's going to put us over the top for the Stanley Cup. Who says that? Terry Pagula said this. So like, so it's on video. He's involved with the decision. It's just yeah. like, it's just, just go away for a little while. It's yeah. not that like, there's so many reasons I don't like you. Right. Just don't make me look at you. Sports, sports fandom is so hard with billionaire owner, the billionaire owners and everything. Yeah. It's, it's hard to separate it, but you know, we do, yeah. um, you know, at least when it comes to us lefties and like, we're, right. We're not, yeah, you know, where you can there's, have our there's, there's like this whole subset of, of Buffalo that will like praise the ground that the Pagulas walk on right. and like yeah if and it I'm wasn't a, if I'm it a guy who with my Josh Allen jersey on is going fuck the Pagulas right <laughs> <laughs> so uh I don't know it's it's one of those things where like if 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 I know your hands aren't on it if 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 all you are is a money thing then yeah. just be the be money, money thing. thing right exactly <laughs> and that's why the bills work so well is because but, of being in McDermott but but I can't help but get the sense of like there's this attitude of we've done so much so many great things how can you think of us this way yeah and it's just like I'm you're just not gonna win that you're just not gonna win that yep uh, you know. You can't. It's just not a uh, thing. You you can't throw money at people and say, "Well, donate us." It's like, well, yeah, no. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I mean, not that they would ever throw money at regular people. Yeah, right. But. No, no, they hate regular people. Um, they just like profiting off of us. That's right. So fuck billionaires. Uh, what I got <laughs> off of that. Uh, any shows coming up? Any shows coming up? Um, I would like to see the Wilco Slater Kenny show. At uh, actually, what do you mean by this? Sh- by shows either. that I want to see, shows that you want to see, or shows that you're playing? Yeah, I I mentioned because the... it's exciting to talk about either right now. True, you know true. I, mean? I, I meant I mentioned the opportunity to be uh, playing those Strokes cover shows in right. the fall, cool, so cool, that should cool. be cool. Uh, but in terms of like going to like everybody's everybody's coming. Yeah, like, it's awesome. Yeah. like the Menzingers I think are coming. I got Menzingers tickets. Yeah, I um, I got Conway the Machine tickets. Oh, which I'm super excited is about. that sold out? I should I should um, I should pick. I wasn't. I don't think it's sold out yet. Okay, which is I wasn't. Surprising. I know I wasn't employed when that went on sale, so yeah. I I have been holding off. But as I've been getting money, it's just like okay, I gotta buy tickets to this. I gotta yeah. buy tickets. Jeff Rosenstock's coming, so yeah. that's gonna be See, cool. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's funny. Um, um who else did I? Uh, Story so far is coming to Rochester. Rochester. So we're getting those tickets tomorrow nice, or Friday. Nice. Yeah. Uh, who else did I see? There's there's some bands that are coming that aren't uh, they're not coming around here though so it's annoying. Yeah. Um, I think my my girlfriend and I are going to see Waxahachie some uh, place outside Pittsburgh so that should be pretty cool. cool. Traveling for shows is always fun. Yeah, I love. I need to travel. Go I need to. I need yeah. to make a point of like scheduling, finding a show, and then like scheduling a vacation around said show. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Red. Red. I've always wanted to go to Red Rocks in Colorado. Who hasn't? So like. Yeah. So. Eventually, I'm going to find a band that's going to play there and just yeah schedule a vacation around that. And also, like, just tour the West because I desperately need to travel and sightsee and yep. do all that stuff. I'm the same way, man. Yeah. Like, I eventually, I love Buffalo, but eventually I don't see myself staying here full time. Yeah, I see myself leaving and coming back, I think. That's, that's how I see it. I'd love to experience another part of yeah. the world, even if it's just all the way across the country. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking like, I don't know. I really want to go to New Zealand. I think oh, about okay. New Zealand a lot. Um, just, I don't know about living there, but just going there in terms in of general. traveling, New Zealand would be sweet. Uh, getting there would I've suck. Never been, I, I've, would great. I've never been anywhere, but the, the North American land. Man. Same. So, I agree. Yep. I, I so. agree. Same. 
So. <laughs> you, do agree. Agree. you do yeah. agree. You do agree. I disagree. I think you've been <laughs> elsewhere. I think you're holding on to us. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, yeah, uh, same. I've only been to Canada. I mean, I've been to the Dominican Republic, which is basically the same North America. It, um, it's, it's like it's the same tectonic plate, right? right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was also 11 and had a terrible time. But uh, It's like when I went to Vegas when I was like not 21. Right, that's that basically what too. it was. It was oh, like man. a vacation for like my the adults <laughs> in my family. Right. Because I'm one of the younger ones in my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like all the adults in my family had a great time. And then like I was just like sunburned and like yep. chubby. And I was like, this is the worst. Yeah. It's fucking 90 degrees out. I, I can't breathe. Yeah. Oh, know? man. Yeah. Because like you have the ocean all around you. Yeah, so it's, it's humid, humid as hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, I would like to go to New Zealand. I mean, as far as like living, like I've considered New York City. Um, I really, I, although I've never been, I really think I would I would like like just the Pacific Northwest, I, um, Portland, Seattle, uh, you know. Vancouver's like, the one that Vancouver I prefer. Vancouver would be fucking sick. Vancouver's like, I remember, do you remember being in school, right? We all did that once <laughs> for the most part. Um, in like earth science and you're learning about climates yeah. and like, Vancouver always interested me because they're like, oh, it's mild year round. It's like 50, 60 degrees year round. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And that sounds like paradise to me. Yeah, totally. Like I hate like anything over 75 is too much for me. Right. Like I get sweaty. It's awful. Today today was perfect. Today was like 72. Wonderful. Absolutely. Just just wonderful. I'm I'm the type of person that says I'd prefer the cold to the heat every time and I get the weird looks. Yeah. But in my view, like I can put on as many layers as I want and be cool. Like I can't do that in the summer. Right. In the summer, it it becomes inappropriate. Yeah. You can only get so naked. Right. That's my argument as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I agree with everything you you said. I I don't want to, I don't know. Um, I like, I mean, have you been to like the, like LA? No, I've never been to California. So LA is crazy. Um, because it's like, it can get 80 degrees, but it's dry heat. So the 80 degrees doesn't feel that hot and you can wear like a t-shirt and jeans and be very comfortable. You know, like that's LA is very comfortable weather. That's always been an interesting statement to me. Like I've never, like I've, I sort of understand, like I've been, I've been to Vegas. So I was talking about how I've yeah. been to Vegas, but Vegas like is similar. Vegas is similar, but also like a hundred a dry one hundred and twenty degrees right. is still See, LA hot. <laughs> LA doesn't get that hot. Yeah. Well, but, it might now. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In a few years, it's definitely going to. Um, we didn't yeah. even we didn't even touch that topic, and that's we one don't I'm, need to. That's that's one I'm just getting more and more worried about. That's by I mean, the hour. dude, that is the that is the fucking big. Yeah. Big thing just it's just staring us over it's all just of staring heads. us yeah. right in the face and nobody right. wants to talk yeah, about we, it. Yeah, we focus on all of our little problems and then you expand it out, expand it out, expand it out and then it's just like um Oh, by the way, the planet that you live on, it's yeah, in we're, danger. We're ah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's also the billionaires' fault. Yeah, so. right, right. And even though for like the and first you know 20 years of our is? lives, you just know, recycle. Yeah, and you know what their solution is? Their solution is getting in a fucking rocket and going somewhere else because they can afford to. Yeah, okay. And they're leaving later. all of us behind, yep. just so you guys know. Yep. Everybody defending they're, billionaires. Yeah, so. they're just not saying the quiet part out loud yet. Exactly, yeah. No, they're all going to space, and they're leaving us here. Right, yeah. Everybody's like, okay, don't come back, Jeff Bezos. And it's like, yeah, yeah that that's what he wants. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they're going to build their fun little state capitalist uh, private industry controlled societies on a different planet and we're all going to burn alive. Yeah. And instead of becoming like the Federation of Systems in Star Trek, it's going to become more like the Empire in Star Wars. Yeah. 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 I'm not as I, I'm not familiar with Star Trek at all. So I've just started getting into that. Oh, cool. And like, honestly, it's 
when I was a younger kid, uh, I had a friend who was like, Star Trek sucks and Star Wars doesn't. And right. you, when you're six, you give in to peer pressure you ever seen like the movie that. movie Fanboys? No. It's a movie from like 2000, okay. maybe. Uh, and it's a movie about uh, people these, like this. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> movies about these like hardcore Star Wars fans. Uh-huh. And they uh, are traveling in a van to go to some. Oh, they're trying to break into the Skywalker Ranch. To steal the copy of the Phantom Menace um, before, so it's based or no? So it might be from like 2012, maybe. Let me look it up real quick, okay? Uh, because this movie is fucking hilarious. I'm gonna have to find. I'm gonna have to find it. 2009 is when okay. this movie's from, but it's based in 1999. Okay. So a group of guys are traveling uh, in a van, trying to uh, break into the Skywalker Ranch to steal the copy of the Phantom Menace so they can watch it before everybody else. Okay. And on their way they like get stuck at like a Star Trek convention. <laughs> and so like the Star Trek fan, like they are shitting on Trekkies yeah. the whole movie. And like the start, they end up like beefing. Seth Rogen plays one of the Trekkies. Oh, okay. And now s- I got to see it. <laughs> yeah. And like, so they got it. Like they end up beefing and like fucking with each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's, uh, that's all I know about Star Trek world is that movie. Uh, super good movie though. Super so, funny. So it's fun. I've never been like a big Star Trek guy. Um, but when I was a kid, I would watch, um, they would run the Star Trek: The Next Generation. They'd is that run- the show with Shatner? No, that's this is the show with uh, who's the Jean uh, Jean Luc Picard is uh, what's Sir Sir um, Ian McKellen is okay. Magneto and uh, um, who is Professor X? I Sir Patrick Stewart. There we go. Um, Sir, pa- so this is the one around Sir Patrick Stewart. And when I was a gotcha, kid, no when I was like six or seven, that show was already in syndication, like late at night on. Fox. Okay. So like I Feel would like I wake that. I would wake up in the middle of the night and yeah, I just be wouldn't be able to sleep and I would turn the TV on. I didn't have cable, so I'd turn on Fox yeah. at three in the morning and Star Trek was playing. Nice. And I got into it then and then a kid told me that Star Trek sucks, so then I didn't watch it for twenty five years. Isn't that crazy? And I've been watching it on it's on Netflix and I've been like, Why did I stop watching this? Yeah. This show is amazing. Similarly, <laughs> a similar story of where somebody told me something sucks. Um I got really so Again, I'm younger, so like I missed the Green Day wave, yeah. right? Uh-huh. I didn't get into Green Day until American Idiot. When yeah. American Idiot came out, I was like, "This is fucking cool," and so like I know, I know. And I'm you a- and I, you and I had, you and I must have had similar Green Day experiences. Okay, because American, yeah. I got. I got made fun of for liking yeah, Green Day dude. at that point. Right. It's just so, like, this is the coolest So, shit American Idiot ever. came out, dude, and I was like, this is phenomenal. Like, I thought Jesus of Suburbia was like the coolest fucking song of all right. time. And like, the whole idea of the album, the concept album of everything, I right. was like, you know, I was like 10 years old, and it was just like everything to me. I had a different Green Day shirt for every day of the week. Yep. I had posters all over my room. Like, I was obsessed with this band. And then I got bullied so fucking hard for liking this band by everybody that yep. I was just like, Okay, it, Green Day sucks. Right, right, and then that's a thing you internalize for. Yeah, you, I don't know how yeah. long. I did this. I did this with. I did this with Green Day for a while. Yeah. Freaking Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Oh, like, Fall Out Boy is another band I was obsessed with. Yeah, yeah. But nobody I, was going to take that away from me. I was obsessed with Fall Out Boy, and then again the same thing. It was just yeah. like actually Fall Out Boy sucks, and yeah. it's just like okay. And yeah. you disagree, and then you get to be an adult. And you become bitter, and then you, and then you become an adult, and then you're just like, why did I let these people yeah. ruin these things yeah. for me? So it's. It, it's funny growing up and and realizing the things that fucked you up as a kid. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like it, yeah, and just because it some doesn't even have to be much. Just right, told you a band you like sucked. Right, and you just took that as gospel. Right, yeah. right. Like I, I like I said before, it's, it's like this weird internalization of things that you hear, and then you don't even realize you have these things until you get older, and you're like, 
What yeah. the heck? Yeah. I've been missing out on so much. And <laughs> that's why I go to therapy. Exactly. Yeah, shout out therapy. I, um, I totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've said it on every single episode probably at this point. If um, I know that it's a privileged thing to be able to get because uh, not a lot of people can afford. But if you can afford it, dude, like even if you don't think you're fucked up, it's so amazing to just w- sift through the shit in your head, you know? It's, it's weird, but like have you ever – it's like – if you've ever wanted to just say all the shit that's rattling around in your head to right. a, a, sp- a person just to vent and yep. that person is like able to take what you say and throw it back at you and like perspective in a way you've never even right. thought about oh, yeah. man. it's yeah. just like it's i was i'm a i'm a man so obviously i was a ther- therapy dolt for years yeah. and just like i don't need that but right like, i have four older brothers you're right yes yeah, yeah. so you get it um older brother older sister um but either way, just like I, you know, that that was that was never the answer until yeah. like all of a sudden it was just like, I think one day I had like a panic attack just in my bed and I was I was just like I immediately contacted my doctor. It was just yeah. like just this whole thing and I was just like, wow, like I didn't know this side of it. This is great. Right. Like it's just such a I I can't rec any 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 dude anybody at all listening right. to this, but especially dudes, you need to hear yeah. this. Like, please see a therapist. Apparently, I think this week specifically, I've been seeing is Men's Health Week. Oh, okay. And so people have been putting shit around on that. So, um, yeah, it is a thing. It's a stigma where, like, um, you know, uh, just man up has yeah. just been the response of right. everything my whole life, you know? And I was always just like an oversensitive, overly emotional kid too. Yeah. Um, and was just told like that's not cool you know yeah so uh no don't I, don't wear your emotions on your sleeve right, don't yeah. let people know so yeah, yeah so and i've always i i feel like and you know i don't know if this is exactly how i but this is how i like to think of it is that i that's what made me start writing songs was that was like that's when i was allowed to be emotional mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so like yeah. um start when i started yeah i just like that's where i was allowed to talk about those things so that's where I put all of that, but at the same time, like that's not healthy either. Right. Cause the only way I knew how to process stuff was to put it in a song instead of just talking about it. And I'm still just burying it. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't know how to communicate things, which made me a, a poor partner in a relationship, you know? So it's like all these things that I'm, I'm now realizing as I get older and through therapy that helped me realize, oh, okay, you know, this is, Oh, you know, normal. I once had a girl tell me that I was like emotionally, disconnected or whatever yeah. and i like didn't get it until i went to therapy yeah exactly dude i didn't <laughs> i didn't realize how emotionally unavailable i've always been oh you yeah because i mm-hmm. never would open up because i was never allowed to yep you know nobody ever told me that or was okay or not that you were you weren't allowed to but you just in your head you just didn't think you were allowed to right well, not not even in your head because i'm sure there's like obviously outside influences where you're thinking that, that convinced it's just you like, that it's yeah right and i yeah. think and i think you know most people say that until they're faced with that situation and it's just like now what? And right. honestly, I think that makes people go nuts. Yeah, and that's where <laughs> yeah, that's when you start having severe panic attacks, which leads to right depression, and mm-hmm. yeah, and that's that's where I'm at. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But the fact I admire that you you talk about the, all of this stuff, man. Like Thanks, you dude. are. It's been my shit for a while. Now, it has been. Know? It's like you. It was. It was like one day you were just like. I'm gonna be open about this stuff yep. all the time, and that's when I said just open, on my Twitter feed was just like, "Yep, this is what goes through my head, and this is why yep. I struggle with a lot of stuff." And yep. yeah, and this is why, dude. It's an interesting thing that I think about too about like wanting to leave Buffalo. Is uh, there's like part of me that's like, 
I have a lot of people I know already have an impression of me here. You know what I mean? Based on an old version of myself Mm -hmm. that wasn't the best version of myself, you know? And it's like, I want to, now that I've grown so much and grown into a person I actually like, and I'm comfortable in my own skin, those kinds of things, I want to go somewhere new and test out the waters and be like, what, what is it going to be like if I can present myself in a way that is truly me rather than, you know, where I can, you know, it's a weird thing. There's a lot of anxiety, especially through this past year, Mm -hmm. the amount that I've learned about myself and have grown like, I don't go out anymore. Like even now as things are going, I, before the pandemic, I was going out every weekend. Yeah. I mean, just, it was just something to do, whatever. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, I'm like anxious as hell to go out at all because it's like, I don't want to see people who like have seen me in a state of mind that I know wasn't good, Mm -hmm. you know? And now, and they have some sort of preconceived notion of me of who I am or, or how I am or whatever. So it's like, and that idea just scares the fucking hell out of me so i just like don't go out anymore yeah you know i i uh i was never i obviously go out from time to time but like i was never like big party guy like i don't drink much at all like drinking has never been a humongous vice for me um only socially honestly when i'm with people that's when i drink and honestly that's like a part of myself that i've constantly looked at it's like why do i only drink with people like why is that a thing that i do yeah it takes the edge off yeah yeah but but also it's not a social is hard (laughs) totally is but also it's this thing where like i constantly reevaluate my situation with it but i'm not the type of guy that comes home from work and pops open a beer or whatever like it's literally only a social thing yeah interesting yeah yeah um have you do you consider yourself an introvert yes okay 100 i am like i feel i am a perfectly balanced introvert extrovert i feel that at my heart i'm an introvert but i can play extrovert if i have to right i think it's a spectrum for everybody i think so too i what i notice about me is i can put myself into a situation and then as i'm in that situation as i'm in that situation i either become more comfortable or i know i don't want be want to be in that situation and i become more introverted right it's you know, sometimes for me, it's it's one of those like I need that familiar face or push or yep. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. In order to be comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm a person who definitely, um, like, I've definitely gotten more in touch with my introverted side through the pandemic. Oh yeah, of being kind of becoming a bit more of a homebody and being like, hey, this is where I'm comfortable. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like this way more. You know, it's it's yes. it's uh, exhausting to, you know, because we're just always performing. Yeah. You know, and that's part of being extroverted is just you're always just like on when mm-hmm. you're in front of people and like when you're in a crowd of people, whatever. And especially as like a person who's been a performer yeah. of some sort my whole life. Um, yeah, it, it's exhausting to do that forever, you know. So it's funny you say that because like performer me is a completely different person. Yeah. From me, me. Like when Same. I'm on a stage, I don't feel pe- people tell people people are always like, don't you have like, don't you get like worried jitters or it's like, yeah. That's like literally the only form of expression Same. where I don't get any of yeah, that. Yeah. Like I, I love doing it so much. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's a completely, I think before my first show, I was definitely like, uh, but before my first show, it was like, I've never played in a band before. I get more nervous being an audience member than being a person. On stage. <laughs> I don't want to do the wrong thing for yeah, your band, man. I'm right. sorry. Yeah. Or girl. And like, yeah. honestly, women fronted bands are fucking yeah. amazing too. And Yo, I, that was so who, uh, Kim Neal from Pixies. Yeah. Kim Deal. Kim Deal. Right? My yeah. bad. My bad. <laughs> uh, what's her other band? The Breeders. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. They were uh, part of this podcast I was listening to. Nice. And nice. that was super. I didn't. I didn't know anything she, about Kim. Kim what was it? Kim Deal. Yeah. Kim yeah. Deal. Super cool. Her and uh, her and uh, he, sometimes he calls himself Black, Black Francis. Francis. Sometimes Frank he's Black. Frank Black. Yeah, I read into that. Her, whole him thing. and him and her something happened that they're, they're not friends. And yeah. It's just, but. Yeah, anyway. I mean something happened a few times. I think from what I was reading. Yeah, yeah, they were it, cool. They were not cool. Then they were cool again. Then they weren't. Yeah, cool. it's yeah. like it's like uh, Darcy Retsky and Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Cool, not cool. Cool, yeah. not cool. But yeah. now just mostly not cool. Right. Even though the rest of the band finally was like, oh, okay, Billy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but either way, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm. Uh, where are we going here? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We were talking about being introverted, being nervous on stage, and in audiences, and women-fronted bands, and yeah, I, I threw that out there because I was like, guys, I'm like, no, women yeah. too. No, like, yeah, like, I do that same thing. And, and, I've and, talked and, about this on the show before, of and, like trying to correct myself of yeah. more uh, inclusive language. I was gonna like say that. I'm trying to get rid of like gendered language yep, in my vocabulary, yeah. just because yeah. just I can't because... get rid of dude, and I've just accepted that. Dude, dude is dude is a funny one. I feel like that's a that's more or less of a grandfathered one. Right. For your yeah, life. that's what Ra- I'm saying. Raised during a certain time, there it's like it's, it's a culture thing. Yeah, it's, like, it's very it's and it's an endearing. You can only go so far with it's a culture thing, right. but like right. it's not it's right. it's not a slur. It's not like yeah. it's just like and there was the, and it's we just all a grew very nineties. Yeah, right. And that yeah. song, I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude, dude. we're all dudes. dudes. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Lesson Jake. Right. Is <laughs> that who wrote that song? I don't think they wrote it, but they oh, definitely made it popular me. enough for me to be yeah. like, oh. That's I didn't them. know it was Kel Mitchell who actually sang that song. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah Lesson Jake eventually covered that at, at some point. Scott, yeah. Scott that, that was honestly what got me into Scott was Scott yeah. covers, Take yeah. On Me. Like, yeah. anyway. Aiden, it's been, DJ. it's been a couple of hours, man. I yeah. feel like I can go... A bunch more. <laughs> yeah, this has been good, man. I like when I have people on who have podcasting experience. You know, yeah, it's um, it's very fun. It's very easy for me. So. Yeah, it's uh, doing it is hard though, because sometimes. So when I do, uh, I'll make this the last thing because, like okay. I said, I could talk. Cool. We can close out this on forever. This. Yeah, uh, I have a co-host, and basically we pretty much split it. Like sometimes he knows it better, and sometimes I know an album better. Sure. Um. We haven't had anybody on yet where one of us hasn't known it yet, though. So it's like this interesting dichotomy of like who controls the episode and yeah. who who talks more. And I like constantly um, think about it in terms of like, oh, no, am I not doing enough? Am I talking too yeah. much? And yeah. this whole, it's like this perfect balance of of talking. Yeah. And I feel like when you're a when you're a guest, it's even more delicate. It's even more delicate. So I don't know. Uh, it's it's I have experience, but I, I always think entirely too yeah. much about I it, think it was, i think this is a beautifully balanced conversation i so. think i think so I too think good. i also try you know i try to be very uh cognizant of not interrupting and just like truly listening and taking in everything the other person's saying because i've had a, a history of not doing that you know oh, oh see i'm really bad at just being like that, yeah that. i'm bad at like pinpointing when a person is going well, you have to... adhd your thoughts gonna disappear exact, in three seconds okay ex- I, but, but <laughs> it's it's funny though with adhd i like constantly say that and i'm like constantly like no don't make it an excuse just right. just like yeah because you can work on it right right but i constantly i'm just like it's 
it's okay to blame this thing, but just right. like don't make it an excuse all the time. Yeah, yeah, so. that's me with my anxiety and depression for everything. Right, so, right. Uh, yeah, I get it. Well, TJ, thanks for coming on, bro. I think you did great. Um, I'm gonna want to have you on again for sure. Yeah, for um, sure. I definitely hope to come on your podcast sometime. Talk about the Sabers and albums. Yeah, um, trust me. If you if you talk about the Sabers, it's like it's three minutes. I can we, handle we, that. We usually don't even let the guests. Like we're just yeah. Like, you guys talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I'll just jump we, in. we usually like make a joke. Like we don't even want our guests to talk about this. Uh, our guest actually wants to talk about an album. It's yeah. it's it's a good bit. It's Love it. it's we've done. Uh, I just re- we just recorded the ninth episode yesterday. Awesome. So Super it's on all the regular podcast Sweet. apps and all that stuff. I'm check it out. Cool. All right. Cool. Thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for See having me. See you soon. <laughs>